Man, that sunset is gorgeous. Grill, patio, sunset. Hard to get better than that. Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. Oh, burger time. So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you. I could stay here forever. Carvana, where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the new Nasty Boys. I'm your co-host this morning. When? Afternoon. Yeah. Evening. Okay. Whenever. The, the fuck? fuck? You decide to listen to this. Billy DeVore and sitting across from me as always is... Uh, hello, folks. It's me, Lee Michael Gimbrough. How you doing, Nasty Boys and girls across the whole wide world? Yep. Good. Doing They're good. good. They're good. They're doing great, baby. Everyone's just trying to not lose their fucking mind. We're during doing this a great shit. job. Um, I think the odds of you losing your mind next week are four to one. Four to one's good. I was gonna say three to one, but four to one. Is four to one. Four solid. to one's where you make your money if you're if you're Vegas. If you're Vegas, and I think they're kind of open still. It's Vegas has been hurting. Think about how surreal this is. Last week they closed the strip. I know. And here's my thing. I think where are you going to go to make your bets? You know, if you need to go make bets on prior sports games that have already happened that are airing on ESPN, or fun little quirky social prop bets that are available online, you go to my bookie. That's where you go. If you want to bet on when the curve starts dipping down, you go to my bookie. You want your cavo- you, you want your coronavirus bets. Go to uh, mybookie.ag, baby. That's right. I don't know about you guys, but for me, a game is ten times more exciting, or life, when I'm putting money on it. Sometimes I have a gut feeling about a matchup, and sometimes I'm just betting on my life or team because they're my team and my life. Regardless, <laughs> whether you've been betting for years or you're ready to play the game for the first time or live your life for fucking ever. My life. Put money on it and just let it ride. My bookie is your best bet this season. If you're the kind of guy who likes to bet a little to win a lot, try a parlay. For instance, if you like a couple big favorites this week, parlays are perfect because they let you bet multiple games together for a much bigger payout. So if you're going to bet this season, do the smart thing and go to mybookie.ag because no one gives you more ways to win. If you really want to support your team this season, don't just sit on the sidelines. Get in the game with mybookie.ag. And if you join right now, my bookie will what, Lee? They're going to double it, Bill. Double your first deposit. Use promo code CHAIR to activate the offer. That's promo code CHAIR to double your cash. Visit mybookie.ag today. You play, you win, you You get get paid. paid. Sign. Oh, man. I felt good about that. That was a good read. I'm going to bet on my life more. I think that's what I'm going to do. That was a really good read, man. I feel I feel good. I feel good. I feel horny. Well, do you feel safe? I'm not safe because I'm so horny. Okay, well, the horniness is uh that's one thing. But It's true. And and you know, and that's a past sponsor that we have to deal with. That's Blue Chew. That's a whole different thing. RIP. But do I feel safe in my home? Most of the time, yeah, but I think there's I think I could upgrade. Do you well, know anywhere I could go? I'm not like a, a fear mongerer, okay? No. We're not the media in no. the sense that you think of the media. Oh, we're the media, though. Oh, but we are the media, and, yeah. and Tyler and Danny will both vouch us on that, okay? But what I'm saying is what they're not saying on the news to freak people out 
is that once the weather gets warm and once people start getting yep. really stir crazy, yep. people are going to start looting. <laughs> looting and booting, baby. They're going to start looting and booting, and where do they think they're going to start off? Right up my tush. The motherfucking suburbs where they know you yep. got some shit. Okay. Yeah, you do. So, when it comes to home security, there's two ways you can go about protecting your home. Oh, yeah. All right, hear me out. Uh-huh. There's the, quote, traditional way where you wait weeks for a technician to do a messy installation that costs a small fortune. Yeah, it is. And none of us have that, except for us over at mybookie.ag, and that's a whole different story. We, we, we earn that money. Or you can go the other way. Simply safe. Yeah, they're great. Simply safe is everything you need in a home security system. It's award-winning protection. Two-time winner of the CNET CNET Editor's Choice Award. Cena knows what they're talking about. Okay, Simply Safe blankets your whole, whole home in safety. You get comprehensive protection for your entire home. Wow. Outdoor cameras and doorbells alert you to anyone approaching your home so you know. Entry, motion, and glass break sensors guard inside. Yeah, they do. You barely even notice it's there. It's not like you're walking around feeling like it's Big Brother. But that's what makes it truly remarkable is you can set it set this system up all by yourself, okay? Anyone can do it. It takes 30 minutes to an hour, all right? Tops. And there's absolutely no trade-offs to your safety. You'll have an army of highly trained security experts ready to dispatch police to your home at a moment's notice, 24-7, all day, every day, baby. And it's only 50 cents a day with no contracts. It's why... Th- Fifty cents, man. Two quarters, man. It's why the Verge calls it Simply Safe, uh, the best home security system. So, what we need our nasty boys and girls to do is go to simplysafe.com/team today, and you're going to get a free shipping and a sixty-day risk-free trial. Whoa! You've got nothing to lose. Go now and be sure to go to simplysafe.com/team. SimplySafe.com slash team. That's SimplySafe.com slash team. And we're going to get Simply Safe in your home, and we're going to keep you and yours safe and protected during this scary, scary time. It's so scary. Billy's doing a little technical stuff right now. He's about to do our another read, and that's fine because we're waiting on him because you know what? Billy is the... Manager, producer, boss of this podcast, and we wouldn't be here without him. And he's a sweet, sweet man. It's too much responsibility. What what year is the jersey you're wearing? Uh, nineteen ninety five. Wearing the ninety five throwbacks. We did go to the World Series that year. Yeah, we did. Do you remember Jeffrey Hammonds on those teams? I was. I don't really. Okay, I got it. Was that his first name, Jeffrey? Joffrey. It was Hammonds. Like Blake? No, in 98 when we lost to the Mets in that. Oh, yeah, 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 in the uh, wild card, 99. Was it not Jeffrey Hammonds? For the Mets? No, for the Reds. Daryl Hammonds. Daryl Hammonds, the SNL guy. Yeah, no, no. I'm talking about, (laughs) I'm pretty sure it was Jeffrey Hammonds then. Yes. We're drunk. I don't, man, I was nine. I didn't have cable. Like, so there's a chunk of. We'll get into that. Look, do you think Jeffrey Hammonds is looking for a job? I think a lot of people are looking for a job, a man. A ton of people are I looking know for I a am. job. Look, 
The perfect hire can have an impact on your business for years to come. So when you need to find that next person to help grow your business, LinkedIn Jobs will match the right talent with your open role fast. Look, I love LinkedIn. I think it's fantastic. I think it's great. I think the best part of LinkedIn is that you can hone in and find someone that has experience in the field that you're looking for. Beautiful. That's amazing, and it helps you within the categories and shrink down and really find them. I think if you are trying to hire someone for your small business, big business, corporate, the only place to go is LinkedIn because of that because you have the specificity. LinkedIn has over 675 million members worldwide. LinkedIn screens candidates with the hard and soft skills you're looking for, so you can hire the right person fast. Things like collaboration, creativity, adaptability. LinkedIn looks beyond the work skills and puts your job post in front of qualified candidates who match your business requirements perfectly. Easy. That's how LinkedIn makes sure your job post is seen by the people you want to hire. Because the skills, qualifications, and other interests that will help your business grow. It's no wonder a person is hired every eight seconds with LinkedIn and why companies rate LinkedIn Jobs the number one hiring platform delivering quality hires. That's right. Find the right person for your business today with LinkedIn Jobs. You can pay what you want and you get the first 50 bucks off. Just visit linkedin.com backslash team. That's easy. Again, that's linkedin.com slash team to get $50 off your first job post. Terms and conditions apply. Of course they do. Of course they do. Billy, two for two on the fucking reads today. Oh, I feel good about that. I just had a Schubert moment where I talked to no one. Yeah, you ripped it nice, man. That was a That was a very nice two reads. Thank you. I feel good about my Simply Safe. I feel great about. I slurred a couple movie. words because no, you know what do you want us to do? We've well, been I, drinking. Also, I put you in a panic because I was running around because I saw we were at two cells on the thing and whatever. I don't. I don't know if it's charging. Um, I think we're gonna be. I think we're gonna be okay. No matter what, I think we're gonna be all right. Well, if we aren't all right, just know that uh, Lee Michael Kimbrell of the New Nasty Boys shoulders that burden. I want, no, I'm not putting anything on no, you. No, I don't think that you are, but I'm putting putting it on myself. Uh, I left a, the mic over there. No, but in an era where I have nothing to remember or forget, I could at least get that right. Yeah, but I'm not gonna ever. I'm not ever gonna put that on you. I would never do that. That well, would be. You're a sweet king. Well, that would be a. That would be a bad friend in general. And. I feel like we've been good friends to each other during this whole mess. Of course. Isn't that kind of what it's all about? I mean, I like yeah. I I do hope that if you're list I don't know, like you've either found out who your friends are. Yeah. Rekindled old friendship. And you know, and like an old friendship that you wanted to reach out to the people or you're just realizing that like in your heart of hearts you don't like talking to the people <laughs> and you're fucking thriving right now. Dude, I always thought, like, I was like, ugh, people, but now I'm, like, and, like, that is such a, th- a thought in the back of my head that I always have, where I'm, like, out, and I'm, like, ugh, I gotta talk to this fucking guy. But at the same time, I'm now I'm, like, I miss people, and it shows, like, which part of my personality that truly shines, which is, like, I fucking love everybody. Well, I've found and that... And it sucks. The man, think... The nights that I used to show up at the hub rolling my eyes thinking, God damn, I wish I didn't have to do this tonight. Yeah. Doesn't that make you just want to kick yourself in the taint? No, because running an open mic is hard. Yeah, I did. 
Yes, of course. But with the hindsight that we have of right course. now. Of course. But right I now. guarantee yeah, you, right. I'm telling you this right now, two months later after this whole thing, you're going to have that same feeling. And you're going to remind yourself and go like, oh, but I remember. But then you're just frustration still going to pull. Yeah. It's just going to wave over it because that's human nature. And I crave that normalcy. I cannot wait for a day that I am rolling my eyes at going and having to host the open mic at the hub. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Sorry, just it's so weird. I just got a notification on Twitter. Um, this guy I went to high school with made a Twitter, and we haven't talked in 11 years. And you tweeted what that he got hyped on? Nothing. He didn't like anything. He just followed you. Yeah. Oh, Chuck started following me. Fuck yeah. Finally, 1,000 Chucks. Very happy for that. 1,000 well, Chucks on Twitter? Yeah. He's on Twitter now. Damn, he's 100 Chucks on the gram. All of them. Yeah, I know. He kind of upped his game. So I think, Sorry, I think so Chuck weird. Walden's worth 1,000 Chucks. I think so. I think he's worth 10,000 Chucks. I think chucks. he's worth fucking five figures worth of Chucks. Dude, that's a lot of Chucks. Yeah, no, I'll chuck it up for that man. He's a good boy. <laughs> And I will take this moment in the in the podcast to remind you guys that if you want to buy a gift card from the hub, yeah, down on OTR, twenty percent of that money goes to Chuck and Steve, DJ Steve, who we love more than anything, man. So give uh, give you know give seventy five mm-hmm. Chucks to a hundred thousand Chucks. Dudes. Or whatever the fucking numer- numerical value that he's tied to himself. Yeah, and it's all over different social media platforms. He's just, I think he might be valuing himself depending on what platform it is. He's like, look, I'm really good at taking pictures. This is Instagram. I'm 1,000 chucks. About 100 chucks. Yeah. yeah. Twitter, I'm, though? I'm a chuck. About 1,000 chucks. About 1,000 chucks. Yeah, well, we love you, Chucky boy. Speaking of DJ Steve, did you listen to those new tracks around the jewels dropped? No, I didn't. When you said uh, ooh la la and I said wee wee, I was like, like, oh, he doesn't get it. Oh, is it dope? They just dropped it recently, right? Two new songs, yeah. That's awesome. Uh, And the song's called ooh la la and the the chorus is ooh la la wee wee. It's like so good. I'll bang it on the way home. It's You're going to love it. And then the other one, Daddy and the Yankee, I think that's what it's called. I forget. I'm having a brain fart. Someone's yelling into their ear pods right now like, it's something different. Because uh, the Yankee is the second part of it, which is LP. And I forget what Killer Mike is. But I fucking love Run the Jewels. They're the goddamn best. They are so good. I'm seeing them in September at Bonnaroo, which is weird to say because it was supposed to be June. Yeah. Which I, makes that makes sense now after looking and like hindsight as far as festival planning goes. You're going to put what? 400,000 people in a field more, in Tennessee? More. You're looking at with staff, Put it in the fall. With staff 1.1? Are you serious? Yeah. With staff, um vendors and staff, vendors, performers, stage techs. Yeah, you're looking at like 1.1. That is... In a farm in Manchester, Tennessee. Is it like a privately owned piece of property? How is that a thing? Um, it was a farm for a long time. Um, I forget who bought it. I think event, I think now just like Live Nate or Ticketmaster owns it. Because it got sold to Ticketmaster, what, the year we went... Alicia and I went in 2014. I think that was like around the time that it started being like a privately owned yeah. Ticketmaster thing. Which like, whatever, make your nut. Like, that's how festivals work. Like, you build something, you make it, and you sell it. 
That's how you make money off yeah. these things because you build a festival and you lose money, lose money, then you break even. And once you start breaking even, that's when big money comes in. It's like knocking on your door like, yeah, hey, 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 hey. I want that. Yeah. Then you I sell wanna... it for buku bucks to make the money back you lost those first couple years. And now there's so many festivals like – and it's been watered down, so – you know, I think the I think this people, people can't really play that format anymore because if they do it for two or three years, right. it just means that they just take a loss. Exactly, which kind of like when I was thinking like this would be the year of the festival dying, but now I think it's it's just going to spike back up again because people have been cooped out, cooped up, and like want to go do something. So they're going to reschedule for all these last couple months, and every weekend someone's going to have a festival to go to within their region or other parts of the country. So I think it's just going to spike back up again. Do you think that that's how that this goes when the storm clears? Do you think – I mean there will obviously be a period of time where people are just being like overly cautious – yeah, and they're playing it cool, and they just got into this like mode where they're saving money, and people kind of click into the idea, and they're like, "Oh, wait a minute, I've got more money than I ever have coming out of this shit." Right, and they just play more conservative. I mean, I think that when we start doing comedy here in the city, I think that we will see what three weeks to five weeks, a month to a month and a half tops of like the conservative. Or do you think yep. people just come out and the floodgates open and everyone just goes out there and wants to see live comedy, they want to see live music, they want to just they want to be. be. Yeah. They I, just want to be yeah. a fucking human and just kind of live again. Yeah, I think that what we're going to see is we're going to see a huge boom. Do you think with people wanting to, quote, be, yeah. where does stand-up fall on that? I think stand-up falls up to the top. Because if you look at Netflix's top ten of things watched, it's Bert and four, Tom. Four of them are stand-ups. Bert, Tom, Taylor. I haven't watched Bert's. I watched Tom's. Tom's is oh. really good, dude. Dude, it's I, so fucking funny. I felt it's like so I was. Good. I felt Segura's like special. Dude, so good. it's the best. Like I felt like I was back at the club watching it, like because I'm laughing every Segura's five to seven so seconds. And it, it, the thing that makes it crazy. That made me, like, the thing that I took away from it the most yeah. is that I, I watch club comedy. Right, we both do. I, we're not in places in our career yet where we get, or, or just, you know, thankfully, it's not, we don't work at a theater. Right. We work at a comedy club. So I get to see club comics, crisp, you know, the good ones, eight, nine, ten laughs a minute, murdering, yeah. Yeah. fucking people up. The shit that we want to fucking do. And then when, exactly. And then when you go to a theater, that cadence and rhythm and really like the presentation of your whole act changes. Yep. Because you're talking about like laugh delays. You're waiting. Like it's less punchline and more concept. Well, it's also, I think you're, you're, you're 100% on, you're on board. I'm on board with what you're saying. It is concept, but it's also watching it build because they'll throw, they'll laugh more at a premise and then they will laugh at what would be a good punchline in a club and then they will kind of have a dull roar throughout the tags. Yeah. And then once the last tag hits. It's just a whole different pattern. Then it's an applause break from 4,000 people. 
Exactly. It's just like a whole different rhythm yeah. and la di da. The yeah. melody of your set is different because you're playing for yep. three grand. And you're that I think that is like a control of the crowd dictating what you're doing, which I know overall stand up you do it for yourself. No, but, but in a it, theater it's different. It is different. Because here's the thing, like when you're doing it for yourself at a club, you know where the big laughs are gonna be. Getting an applause break in a club is it's kind of it's tough. It's why no, but it's why but, we keep doing comedy. Exactly. But then when you're in a theater, when the crowd claps, that is acknowledging to the the performer, the comedian. Good hey, job. Hey, no, no, no. This bit's over. Yeah. It's done. We need to hear the next thing. Even better point. We are done with this. Even better point. Move on. We're ready. That's so true. And if you tag That's it again, That's exactly what it is. It's it, so weird. It's like if you get to the point where you're selling out theaters. You're in control, but then also, not really, because no. 3,500 people that love you and mm-hmm. want you are yeah. in control. So, the, mm-hmm. but and you can tell, like with Ball Hog Segura's new, new, latest special, like it is tailored to his fan base. Like he has Ooh, evolved, yeah, to the people that know him. But I think he I mean Ball true. Hog is an inside joke from his podcast, right? But he's also stayed true to who he is, and his comedy has not changed, period. And also, he gets, I say he, him and his wife, Christina P. Christina P. Jesus. Christina P. Mama Jeans. Christina P. Mama Jeans, the queen mom. They get three and a half, four million downloads a fucking week. So, So Netflix looks at that. If the only people that watch it are the people that are subscribed to your podcast... And that's a win. Huge win. And then it's not because, you know, Segura is one of those guys where, you know, if you and I were to get into an Uber mm. and make the mistake of telling the Uber driver that we're a comedian. Oh, yeah. They would say Seinfeld if they were a complete hack. Sure. But if you're just like an... if you're. If, uh- I don't think Seinfeld's like a complete hack statement. No, not, not hack, but I'm just saying like, oh, you're a comedian? What about Jerry Seinfeld? Right. Oh, the biggest... I think it's more of a dated thing. Yeah, exactly. Where like, where like if you get into an Uber and it's like a guy who's like a probably late 40s, early 50s, yeah. they're like Seinfeld. But if you get in the car with a younger guy like who's like between 34 to 23, they go Joe Rogan. He's going Rogan. He's going Segura. He's going Bird. He's going Kreischer. Right. He's going Burr. He's going Dalia. Right, which is so crazy. He's saying those. We're living in this weird world where, like, these mega superstar rock stars Mm -hmm. are stand ups. Yeah. Segura's got, what, is this his third Netflix special or fourth? Third in three years. Because, wait, no, no, no. He's got mostly stories. Right. And then. And then the middle one that got him in all the trouble. When he kept saying retard and talking about Louisiana. Right. right. And then the what one after that. What was that called? I forget. I can't. Yeah. But then he's got the one after that, which which was uh, 2018. Yeah. And then 2020. I mean, he's a Netflix. He's like. He's the staple. He was one of the OGs. He's the quintessential. Back in the day, you had do comedy for seven years, get just for laughs. Then you go and get a developmental deal. Right. You make seven hundred grand, yeah, and you get a sitcom that goes to pilot and doesn't get picked up past the pilot. 
<laughs> right. But you still got seven hundred grand in your pocket. Right, and then you're like, what now? But and that's, it's just but touring. That, but that's the new thing. I mean, it's like if you can be a road dog and actually become good at stand-up. Because Segura is like, he's not cool jackets. He's not cool shoes. What he are you is, talking about? He, his bomber's sick. No, no, he is those things. But I'm saying like, like it's level. based on pure stand-up. Sure. He was a road dog. He was a road feature. Yeah. Motherfucker featured at Funny Bones all across the country. He yeah. just got good at comedy. Yeah. And then the Netflix thing came around and it just hit. It's just it's He's like, like yeah, it, sure, it, I'll take that. It's the most ideal formula for today's world. It is. And you it, can just put anything out it's at any like, time. It's like one in a billion. Yeah, you can put anything out at any time and watch it catch fire. And people like local shit, you know? Yeah, people they like do. DIY. I don't know. It's uh, Segura. It's easy to roll your eyes on a lot of the people that get big off of stand up right now. Huh. I like Chris. I listen to Chris D'Elia's podcast every week. Yeah, his stand up. It's not good. It's because he's doing that like fake voice bullshit, which is something I need to work through. Because I'm like, this is my stage voice, and I'm like, I think I've worked. I've been work working through that, and especially like when I listen to my album, like, oh no, that is genuinely me. I think that's why it went so well. Yeah, exactly. I was just in that moment, like, you were just I need being to nail you. That. You were in front of people that loved you, or at least half of them, uh, or a little less than half. But still, like, no, you were comfortable. Yeah, yeah. You and were was, comfortable. I was at home. Yeah. I was at, you know, my homes are where we're at right now. Um, the I know hub that we're not. Go Bananas. I know go Bananas th- is number two. And then the hub, I'm like, yeah, this is also home. Yeah, I know that we're not like rounding third and heading for home right now. But what are we getting giddy about right now? I'm, I'm, I'm probably gonna drop my album tomorrow. Um, I'm waiting for the art. You think tomorrow? Yeah, like Friday. Like, yeah, like well, like Friday. Like when you're listening to this, it most likely I think it'll be out like later in the day. I'm still waiting on the art, and I'm gonna submit everything. And uh, yeah, I think it might be out. Um, if not. Then it'll be out early next week when you start. Everyone starts their quote work week end quote Monday. Yeah, right. Um, so uh, what we're holding up on is the art. It's coming, and so far it looks. Did Chris draw that or Ricky? Ricky. Ricky did. Dude, it rules. We've been talking about it. Like it's really good. We went with uh, Tex Conway kind of style. Yeah. Like a Like you know. It's really good. It looks cool as fuck. Crisp as fuck. Um, he's got to finish coloring that in. I've got the paperwork sitting next to me to get the vinyls made. I'll get test um, test vinyls in one to two weeks, and then after I prove that, it's four to six weeks of, for production. Here's what's so but cool. But you can listen to it before then. You'll be able to listen to it on Spotify. But buy the vinyl, dude. Buy the vinyl to support Bill. And just, it's like a, a thing that you can hold on to, man. It's got your... Boy, Bill, on just do it. Just also, buy it. I, you know, like I've, I think I've talked about this. Like Lee, you can look over and see my fucking three hundred records. Like he's I'm a, a record boy, and like I have always been that. And like I've, whenever I said like I'm going to put out an album, it's going to be on vinyl. Yeah. Um, and also, what's really cool is I think I'm also after this, I'm going to start putting out stuff on like seven inches. So I'll put like two jokes on a seven inch. That would be fun. Because fuck it. Why the fuck not? We can do whatever we want. Yeah. And how cool is it just to have that floating around and be able to just keep pushing out whatever? Like, people don't want, like, people want, like, full hours from Segura and those top dogs we talked about. Yeah. Like, us, like, just having shit out there. Anything. Any content. Helps so much. Any content. Yeah. And the more you put stuff out, like, I'm doing this mostly by myself putting it out. Like, the artist I contacted through work. Um 
distribution might be through me, but we're working that out right now. Um, I had Lauren do the mastering and record the whole thing. He also is the producer for Foxy Shazam. So whenever you listen to Foxy Shazam, the same guy who fucking did that album, all their albums, did fucking mine. Like, so I reached tight. Out and Clinton Jacob, I couldn't have done it without that guy. Hooked, yeah. Like, hooked me up. And he was like, here's how you do this. And has showed me every certain way. And I've been hesitant on putting it out because, like, you know, it's my first, it's my baby. Yeah. And... I was like, I want to do it the exact right way, and now I'm thinking, like, you know what? Fuck it. Let's just put there it out. There is no people, right way to do it. People are going to want to fucking hear this, because they have nothing else to do right now. Yeah. So it's time to fucking put it out. There there are a couple hundred people in your life directly that would listen to it immediately. Every person I've sent the, like, rough of the art, they're like, when can I buy it? Yeah. When can I buy people it? People will buy it. Even when they he- after they hear it, they're still going to be like, I still want to have it. Which- it, it. It'll be a couple extra hundred bucks in your pocket, man. It's going to yeah. be nice. And then once you get your, uh, you're like, what What am I looking for? Stream? Stream thing. Yeah. And like, here's the thing. Like, I'm not, I think it will be cool to get that money. Like, it's awesome to be validated and have that. Like, if you look over... Um, and it's pinned to my whiteboard, which is normally when we've talked about the whiteboard is about the Reds record and what their, their streaks are on. Um, I've had my first ever streaming check pinned to that. It's from audible. They bought two of my, they bought two of my bits, which bits they bought the pancake joke. Okay. And they bought the chili joke. Fucking a man, which the pancake joke isn't even on the album. Yeah. Isn't that crazy? That's huge. And, like, they're, they were like, we love this joke. Can we, like, put it on? And I think it's been on Sirius. I don't even know. Like, I've never checked. Well, then lie and put it on your credit. Well, they say they that Audible, it also goes to Sirius. So I have lied at shows in uh, Boofuck, Illinois. Yeah. I have lied. Well, it's not that much of a lie. Just throw Sirius on your yeah. headshot now. Yeah. Uh, Sirius and then... And Audible. Right, serious Audible. Audible is like a recognizable thing. IFC, I've been on IFC yeah. for the Joaquin Phoenix documentary. I was yeah, in. <laughs> albeit three seconds, still fucking in it, motherfuckers. It's a credit, baby. Yeah. So I don't know. It's really cool time to like. It's really cool to watch other people put their albums out too. Like Dan Seabury's putting out his album, um, which is all of his super dope sets. Yeah, and it's just called Super Dope. Um, uh, Patrick Murray in in, yeah. in the Indianapolis is putting Clint his is great. Clinton Clint, Jacob well, I was going to close. That was rec- the- made a comedy album in quotes, dude. It's it's really something, man. It's called "This Is Truly a Joke," oh. and he just kind of just grabs comedy by the balls. It's it's, yeah. it's fucking dope. It's like okay, one of my favorite comics who most people don't know is Neil Hamburger. Yeah. Like I like I am so far removed from what he does. Yeah. But it's one of my favorite things to watch cuz it makes me howl. He did a album recording in a in a studio and there's no laughs. And he puts the laugh track in. No. Are you talking about Neil Hamburger? Yeah. Oh, okay. He I thought you were talking man. about Clinton. No, I'm talking about Third Man with with Neil Hamburger. Yeah. It fucking rules. It's so good. Or no, I'm sorry. There's like 10 people in the audience. Yeah. It's so small. Um, but what Clinton did is just phenomenal. I mean, it was an April Fool's joke because he's been helping people out with putting their albums out. And he's like been listening to so much comedy. He's like, how do I make the worst comedy album of yeah. all the time? Yeah. 
Heckler versus Comedian on his album. I was in my bed listening to it. It's really, 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 really funny, dude. It's so good. And it's like, there are some stand-up comedians who could listen to it and be like, oh, he's taking a shit on what we do. Dude, if that's your opinion on it, man, then grow the fuck up. I don't know. What Clinton... That guy's a talent, man. He's, he really is fucking talented. He dude. is a jack of all trades. He really is something else. He is. I mean, and he's just learning another skill. He, Mr. Flies, is just like. He's the front man in one of the best bands in the city. Easily one of. And it's like, I love, the, I, I don't love that type of music. Like, I like the, the heaviest shit that I'll, like, choose to listen to is Queens of the Stone Age. Yeah. And I was like, oh. No, I'm the same way with you, man. Like, my natural tendency is not to listen to that kind of music. But when you see it live and you see someone who's a strong front man, you're like, I'm on board. I will buy into anything if there's a strong front man. And he's one of, like, you know, I've seen a shit ton of bands. And, man, I... I've never seen someone command the stage like he has. No, he's a he's a monster. And he does it when he does stand-up. It's the damnedest thing you've ever seen, yeah, dude. He can say whatever Pen- he wants. Penitent Curtis mm. is uh, the most recent Mr. Fly's album, and it's on all the platforms that you can find, and it's really fucking good. I bought, him fr- bought it from him on CD. I don't have a CD player. It's really, really it's excellent. It's so good. And he's on the same label as, like, the. it's, like, the brand by the Melvins. Yeah. So they'll put, like, the Mel- Melvins will put out 20 new minutes, and then you flip it over, and then it's just, like, him. him. How fucking crazy is that? He punk, is... Punk God. Clinton is a superstar, man. It's insane. It, we're... We... we it, it, it will end up benefiting us all... And I'm not even saying this in some ugly way, but I'm just saying, like, our connection to Clinton will end up making all of our careers better in oh, one way or another, I mean, yeah, man. Like it really will. He helped me every step of the way with this. He's got his finger in every fucking pie in the city. Yeah. I just, I got a big old crush on Clinton Jacob, man. Yeah. He's fucking badass. It's like Clinton and Danny are, like, the boys for yeah. us. Like, yeah. So, I don't know. It's just, it's just really cool to have, like, cool people in your corner. We have to be as nice and supportive and then, like... People will help you. Oh, they're just your homies, but they also, like... Well, of course, but, like, could, I meant overall. Yeah, no, I know what you mean. Yeah, like, overall, like, it's just nice. If you're nice, you'll have nice people who want to do nice things for you. Be funny, don't be a dick. Yeah, dude. God, that that rules. Be funny, don't be a dick. I love how you have the, the banana over the bee for the tat. Yeah. Uh, it looks like a, like a, a, a Añejo. Is that what it's called? Yeah, it looks like a little accent. That's it, yeah. Yeah, that's it. Over the bee to like just kind of give it that flair. I told you what I'm going to get next to the banana. Did you? Uh, no, I'm just going to make this into a full fruit arm. Oh, that's right. Yeah, I'm going to get an apple and a peach and a lime. Oh, that's perfect. Next to the banana because while all this shit was going down... I was in uh, literally the first week of March when the city shut down. That's what I want next. I like that. That rules, right? That's a great tattoo, yeah. Yeah, I forget the artists, but I'm, I, 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 they're not local, so it's kind of a bummer. Dude, as soon as this shit clears and tattoo studios are open again, it's over. It's over, dude. I'm going to spend all the money I have on tattoos. Yeah. I cannot wait to get more tattoos. Here's a dumb idea I had. Both of my forearms, 
just the great American tall stacks. Oh man. <laughs> that's all it. That that's all, all that's all your chips. Yeah, that's they're all on the table. I can't I'm I'm uh I'm I'm in. I can't I can't swim. Damn, that way. would go so fucking hard. It would too it'd be a little too hard. Uh my grandpa when I showed him the first one I sh- when I uh the my Popple Texas uh Frank uh we call him Popple Texas because he lives in Alabama. Um, <laughs> Papa, Texas. Papa, Texas. You know, we're about to swamp. And I'm like, never mind. Never mind. <laughs> um, but I showed it to him, and he goes, what if you move? And I'm like, what do you mean? What, what are you I talking move? about? He's like, well, then you wouldn't have that allegiance to that team. You would have it to where you live. I go, no, I wouldn't. He's like, well, where would you watch the games? I'm like, I have the internet. Yeah. What are you talking about? Shut up, Papa Texas. Papa Texas. And then I just punched him right in his insulin pump. Right in his fucking right colostomy bag. He's not doing well. I shouldn't say that. But uh, <laughs> he's all right. I'm kidding. He's fine. It's a joke. Um, but no. Uh, but yeah, like. Uh, so, yeah, it'll it be too much to go all in. But I'm, I'm down. I want another one. I want another one so bad. You see, uh, there was a letter on a tattoo shop around here, down the street. And Crying they, Heart? I didn't want to say the name. Yeah, sorry. It's fine. They had a cease and desist. Like, they were still tattooing people. Really? Yeah. It was crazy. We're on a walk, and Alicia and I, like, looked over, like, oh, shit. They were still going hard in the paint. Do what you got to do. You put one or two people in a room tattooing, it's whatever. It's not exposed like, well, I get it. It's on surfaces. But if So, you, like, if, if you have someone lay down for two hours and they get back up and they don't know they have it, and then they leave, and you have another person that lays down. But they disinfect they the fuck out of that table. I know. They do, and all their needles and everything. Like, tattoo shops are cleaner than strip clubs. It's a hospital. It really is. Hotels, uh, yeah, dude. Tattoo shops, man, they are tighter than a fucking ER. Tighter than a needle. Straighter than a preacher's dick. <laughs> well, which which preacher are we talking about? Because that's iffy. Yeah, because we all know. A lot of them are impotent. How crazy is it that Solid Rock is still having services? Insanity. It's disgusting. It's one of the most selfish fucking things I've ever seen because these people are still having services so they can keep having cash flow come in. Because they're That's laundering exactly money. That's exactly what it is, dude. They're laundering money for the goddamn drug cartels. That's what it is. Whoa. That's what's happening. Think Shots about this. F- 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 fired, think Bill. No, it. no, you go ahead and let me know what you think. Here it is. Think about it. If their cash flow stops, it's non-taxed. Straight up cash. It's a washing machine. Yeah, dude. They all are. Like, that's solid rock. The fucking pastor before got busted for selling cocaine by sticking it in horses. You're telling me that they would change their ways after they got caught once? Fuck off. Money laundering machine. Wow. Yeah. Billy DeVore exposing the big church. Big ones. Oh, come on. There's a, there was another pastor who went on Twitter... I forget where he was from, but he was, like, saying, like, it's all right as Americans to keep going to church no matter what the disease says. I'm like, you are laundering money for the Colombians. Fuck you. 
Just come out and say it. You're begging to keep your job and to stay So alive. that you won't get beheaded. Exactly. I'm watching too much Ozark. <laughs> but it also makes sense. Come on. Yeah, it does, does it make not? sense. It does hold up, Bill. It does hold up. That's why we need to tax churches so we don't let them fucking get away with this bullshit. Come on. You've seen Pat Robertson. You've seen all these mega church pastors. Like... They think they're putting on a show. They're the most theatrical people. Oh, and they're the, they're the most comfortable people in the country. Who needs three jets when you're doing the Lord's Yeah, they work? walk out of their church and hop in a fucking blacked out, unmarked Yukon. Fuck you. And drive to their estate. It's the righteous gemstones. Exactly. It's, it, it is what it is. Like, right. the, these people, these televangelists are... And they are evil. They're one of the deadly sins of. They're the devil. They're the devil. devil. Yeah, one hundred percent. They they're quite literally the devil incarnate. They're, That's who they are, man. They're disgusting, and they're they are everything that Jesus preached about. They're everything wrong that Jesus preached about. Sorry, that like you know, be selfless, be there for one another. Who's the guy that uh, Vic Berger always makes videos of? Something Baker. Joel Olstein. Oh, 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 man, I'm drawing a blank. Yeah, no, me too. It's something Baker. There, yeah. there are guys out there who are looking into the camera lens and praying coronavirus away from people's families. Oh, that's right. The, that one's great. I have seen that, and uh, Clinton actually retweeted him. It's just like, I pray you away, coronavirus. He's like, it's gone. I'm like, no, it's not. No. That's not how this works. That's no. not how science works. It's kind of alarming, man. You see parts of the country. I don't know. I mean, I go on a walk or a... I go on a walk slash jog. Sure. And What's when jogging I, again? When I... Um, just like a slightly faster pace okay, than a I walk. Remember, I remember. Yeah, it's just like... It's it. like walking, but with your leg. Like, mm-hmm. you get your knees up a little bit. Mm-hmm. I've been going on a walk slash jog every day. Sure. And... I mean, even in Newport, Kentucky, I'll see at least two congregations of eight to 15 people. Don't even get me started. I mean, there are people that really, I mean, in our, in our neighborhood, in our neck of the woods who don't give a fuck. I mean, your neighbor downstairs is having parties. Dude, he's not even here. Do you hear how quiet it is? Yeah. He went to another party. Here's the thing. That's crazy. I walked down, I was, um, what church is that by, um, it's kind of my Philly market off of, uh, race. We were walking by with bags of groceries by ourselves. I looked down and there's 50 people down the street. I'm like, are you not taking this seriously at all? You're not? Okay. And then at all, at all, at all, not at all. I I saw a playground filled with children and parents. It was a birthday party. Yep. Don't give a fuck. Three days ago, dog. Yeah. Three I, days ago, there were 40 people at a playground in Newport. Dude, the, Three days ago. I know. Dude, Saturday, there was a playground, the playground right by by Moorline Brewery. Yeah. And there's a sign that says playground is closed, and it was full. Full. Now, here's my question. Are we giving up our personal freedom if we have the police step in and just get these people to disperse? Like, are we giving too much away to make sure that people are safe? It's a really good question because then you open up that Pandora's box and then you allow the police to step in 
during any function. And I, I no, what you're saying is not some harebrained conspiracy thing. You're right. It's like if you give an inch, you take a mile. It's yep. the people that say, I'll have an Alexa. I don't give a fuck. What do I got to hide? Right. It's like, well, your life, well, your hold on. privacy. Hold on. Alexa, fart. Okay. See, Alexa, stop. See, that's worth it. I will give away my freedom, my social security number, so I can have a robot fart in my kitchen. Which is good. That's worth it. But, I mean, having the police come in and say, like, disperse, whatever, do whatever, I don't know. I, I, I wouldn't mind the police rolling up on a party of 30 people having a barbecue and saying, go the fuck back home. to your house, dude. Yeah. I, uh, but, that, then, but then what you're saying about that inch... That that is the inch where it's like, I don't know because maybe those people who do this dumb shit stay within their community, and they still kind of practice social distancing, and they still like you know like I was walking down the street and they were most of those people I saw like just took a glance at whatever that are still congregating like around on the street are still wearing face masks. Now they're oh, wearing them now. So yeah, I'm a like, majority okay. of the people that I, I go on a walk or a jog in Newport, and you're walking down the street, and it's wonderful. There's ten old ladies out on their front porch, all talking in a proper social distance area, and they're yeah. just shouting at each other, and it's wonderful, and it, and it looks like humanity, and it's great. <laughs> Doesn't sound like it. And then they're, it's like it's like a six, it's like a two thirds hit rate. You walk by somebody on the sidewalk, and 66% of the time, they take three steps to the side, and we keep our social distance, and we laugh, and we fucking wave at each other, and we say, how you doing, and blah, blah, blah. Right. And then the other one-third of the people are just, like, trying to give you a hug. Right. I I mean, I hugged Wyckoff that, today. That's I mean, what, That's what's so scary about this virus is it's like... The asymptomatic people, probably us. which <laughs> which ultimately is what I think I am. Yeah, me too. I, I, like I think I I do. I think I probably got it, man. I was in New York City, sure, the first five days of March, and then in the second week of March, I was in Atlanta, yeah. and I was selling koozies and I was shaking hands. And I wasn't being a jackass about it. I wasn't sure. kissing strangers on the mouth, but like what you normally but do. But like I probably stati- statistically speaking, I did come into. I rode subways. Yeah, you know that's unclean surfaces. Like it wouldn't surprise me if I was one of the asymptomatic carriers. I mean, I wouldn't either because. But I also haven't been a dumbass, man. Like I'm not out there no. rubbing strangers' hands. I go to the grocery store and I go to the park, but I keep my distance. I mean, I mean, you see the board. We've been locked up, Alicia and I, mostly for twenty. For, well, most of the time, unless we ran to the grocery store or whatever for twenty days. If we had it, it's been through our system and it's over. So I, I don't know. I think I'm. If I would have gotten it and like I'm asymptomatic, it's over. Like it's already gone through, and also alcohol kills germs. I yeah, alcohol <laughs> does kill germs. I don't. I don't know. I'm not trying to say I'm invincible in any way, shape, or form, but I'm saying like I don't know. I, I would have. I, I would have felt like shit. Right. I would have felt like shit by now. Right. And it scared me for a little bit because you know we're in the middle of spring. 
my allergies right now oh are worse God. than they've ever been. Like Dude. if I go and I go on these walks and I sneeze 15 times yeah. in an in, in an hour. Dude, I'm Jewish. I know what you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, but sneezing and nasal decongestion yep. Yep. is not, they are not symptoms. Nope. So I'm I'm sniffing. I feel like an asshole at the self checkout at mm. Kroger sneezing six times. Right. But it's not because of the COVID. It's because of the goddamn yeah, blossoms. Yep. Well, it's also like I was talking with uh, with Jake about it because he is a loud sneezer, and he works in a grocery store. So he'll be stacking produce and then just have the loudest sneeze, and everyone looks at him like a leper. <laughs> and he has aggressive sneezes. Yeah, and he's a large man. Yeah, you've seen him sneeze. He tilts all the way back, his body shakes, then his head goes all the way back and fucking throws it down. Jake, send us like 10 pounds of gummy edibles, dude. Please. I'll Venmo, Venmo me. Yeah, I'll yeah, we're, we're good. They got what you're saying. I'm going to Venmo you the money Dude. is what I was saying. Sorry, I'm drunk off alcohol. <laughs> we might have him for a month. So he, he thinks he tore his meniscus, and he's going to have to get surgery. So after, like, all of this is over and it slows down, he's going to get surgery back home here, and he can't move for a month. Recovery. So he'll be here. So we'll have him for four straight weeks doing pods. And then after that, his grandma is giving him like her old car and I'm going to drive across the country with him back to Seattle and then fly back home. Yep. That's brilliant. Isn't that cool as fuck? That is fucking brilliant. Yeah. Do you think you can riff for 30 seconds? I got a piece. So yeah, bad. I can riff for 30. All right. Seconds. Riff it up. Ladies and gentlemen, new nasty boys and girls, Billy DeVore. Look, I will trade my social security number, my, my bank account number, my routing number to Alexa for the easy, easy, easy satisfaction of making a black cylinder with a beautiful light blue neon light fart whenever I ask. Look, I can't do that. I cannot just have it come on command. I could YouTube it, sure, but that's like, you know, 35 to 45 seconds of work, which they already have my email. They already have my Facebook information, most likely my Google information. So why not just trade those private goddamn digis to just scream Alexa fart? Totally worth it. Alexa, stop. It's totally worth every bit of privacy that I've ever had. And also, if, if Amazon wants to seal my shit, cool. Bezos, your dumb bald head can have all $3.47 in my checking account. And my savings account? <laughs> That's a good one. That's cute. I'm 29. Do you think I save anything? The only thing I save are socks that have already come in. So which means I can wash them and then wear them again. Come on. Get the fuck out of here. You think I care about that? I will goddamn happily trade it all in just so I can make a machine fart that stands up on my kitchen counter. And also, it does make a pretty good timer. It makes a really good timer while I flip steaks. Well, they're discount steaks because Jeff Bezos stole all of my money. Um, Well, probably shouldn't give a bald man my social security number, but I already gave it to Lee, so he has it, so he can rob me blind, just as blind as the dick on my butt.
Pretty good, huh? I think that went pretty That well. was not bad at all. Thank you. I'm going to fill up. Yeah, that was a pretty killer. Do you need it? Yeah, I'll take a Miller. That was a pretty excellent uh, NSA government rant that Billy just went on. Got to give him a lot of props on that, man. Can't hate on him at all whatsoever. No, you really can't whatsoever. And uh, no, we're we're in these hard times. We're trying not to drink that much. We, I think, I I would feel like we're doing pretty well. I don't know. It, considering what we could be doing, like it would be an heroin. It would be an option to just wake up and crack my first beer at ten. I've seen people do that. Because right now it's one thirty in the morning. And, oh, can, and, and can we talk about how we're living in a parallel universe right now that, like, it's super late for me? I've been going to bed at, like, 10, 30, 11 o'clock at night. Dude, I've been going to bed at 3. Really? Yeah. And, and I'm not sleeping much because I don't want to. I'm normally a guy who loves to get 8, 9, but, like... My dreams have become boring. We've, See, like, I told you this on Monday. My dreams have become boring because my brain isn't getting food. Yeah. It's not getting social interaction. It's not getting stimulus that isn't from a screen. Yeah, you're not going to have a sex mm. dream with somebody that you spoke with at the bar. My wife's asleep, so that was a great time to say that. Yeah. Um, but I would never um, tell her about it. So my whole thing, like, I, like my dreams, I had a dream this week where I was just in bed on my phone scrolling through Instagram. Yeah, yeah, that's so fucking crazy. Isn't that crazy? Just like, oh, look at these people on vacation. Isn't that fun? That was the whole dream. That, that was it, and I woke up in a cold sweat. That's crazy, dude. Isn't that wild? And on that wild thought, I have to pee too, so sorry. So now we're peeing. So now Billy's going to go and take oh. a pee. What are you hoeing about? Uh... Demarius Randall uh, agreed to a one-year deal with the Raiders. Demarius Randall sounds like a uh, stereotypical name made up for an NFL wide receiver. Uh, yeah, but what are you going to do? I don't know. Uh, but I agree with what Bill is saying, man. You you lack these dreams. But then it's also it's weird because, like, now I go to sleep at – 10 and wake up at 8 30 and my life has kind of changed it's kind of made me think like it's so weird thinking about the different ways that different people will deal with this quarantine and i like the premise of this joke i need to write it out and get all my lines out but uh, uh at its essence what cracks me up about this quarantine the you know the impending doom that is the future we don't know really what holds for our future the people before the corona pre-corona folks who were following their dreams and trying to be a musician or trying to be a stand-up comedian or trying to be a sports commentator whatever they were pre-corona if you were following your dreams post-corona you're gonna shoot for the stars and try to get health insurance and a fucking job <laughs> and some security. Right. If pre-corona you were doing a job that you fucking hated, now you're chasing your dreams. 
It's yep. just funny, like the 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 comparison between the two people, the two different mm-hmm. kinds of people before and after the virus. Because it's like if you're an accountant right now, you're thinking, Nailed you know, it. once this storm blows over, I'm going to try stand up. But if you were a stand up, you're like, you know, once this storm blows over, I might try to get me a fucking job in a union. Ooh. <laughs> I should get a trade. Go, you know, here's here's the line on that. You go. You know what? I think I'm going to be an accountant. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Just flip them. Yeah. You know what? I think I'd, I've got a passion for math. i got a passion for spreadsheets. Something about math makes me feel really secure in my future. You know, I love math, which is why like, I love to break down matchups and then bet on who would dominate in that matchup. So go to mybookie.ag. Uh, promo code chair. Chair. Share it up. Yeah, what are you gonna do? Um, which, which what you said about like the dreams going back into the workforce. That is still why I think the government created this goddamn virus and didn't yeah. know what they were doing. Yeah. Which then now like it's worked in their favor because it's going to level out a lot of people. So which means they'll take desk jobs. Which means they'll build corporations to be even larger. Not us. Correct. Not us, baby. Not us. I'm gonna lean in harder. Hard. Do there's, you guys understand that like? If you got nothing to lose, then you de- you didn't lose anything. Yeah. Like, oh, like oh. I, I'm definitely sweating a little bit more for my bills this month and next month. Like, it's scarier. Sure. But, like, once it, the doors open back up and comedy's allowed to happen, dude, do you think I'm not hitting the ground running, running. harder than I ever have? Right. Exactly. I'm in the same boat with you. Like, that's why I'm putting out my album, hopefully tomorrow. So that way, it's like, hey, we know this guy. This is coming out. Like, cool. Well, let's get him on some shit so that way I can just free it up and make it happen. The shit's there. The shit is what we have laid for each other, like with just this podcast, which we're doing something different from what other people do. Like, there isn't a sports podcast where comedians bullshit for a long time and then give great Most analysis, of the about time. Baseball, yeah. analysis about baseball who we know which we know what we're talking about that's not a thing that really exists uh-uh. on top of me it, putting out my album you helping out with the club and like meeting a ton of people i've i've done everything except your job yeah at the club yeah so like we both have laid that groundwork so it's just like we're 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 ready for more chatter in the stand-up world. I mean, I'm business as usual. I'm trying. I'm writing new material. It's harder right now. Just I mean, I've said this on the pod before, but like, it's hard to write new jokes without having the opportunity to do them on stage. Do you? I mean, we talked about this last week too with the live stream, um, treating it like a couch session, and Gabe treating it like radio. Like, <laughs> what's radio? Have you heard of a podcast? And yeah. um, but it's like that is the move with these these streams. So like trying to find a way to sneak it in, which makes you sneak in punchlines, which makes you more conversational. Like, do you feel that way when you do these things? Like you just did a two minute set tonight for yeah. a, a New York stream. You know, for those New York crowds. New York comics. You know, those New York crowds. Those New York crowds. Clinton Jacobs joke uh, album. Listen to it. But what do you think? Like, is it? It's not the same. But is it? Is it enough of a, of no, a constructive I, tool? No, I. Th- that's a good question, man. I think it's a constructive enough tool for people that were funny enough to make it pre-corona. I think that people. 
I mean, I feel unnatural and uncomfortable still on these IG live feeds, and I've been doing them for a month. Yeah. Basically a month. Like, I've yeah. hopped on a lot of people's, and I host the one at the Hub, and I've done the one at Go mm-hmm. Bananas, and it's like, and uh, Puzzle Buddies Pod, and Rumble Lips Pod, yeah. and like all of those, like, I've gone live on them. It feels like a muscle to work. I guess it was just kind of like a a, a, a fun little ultimatum. Yeah. Because, like, we... It, it, it's probably where it's going in the future on some level. Like, once live entertainment starts up, like, there will be some sense of normalcy. But, like, at the end of the day, it was kind of an inevitability that... Sure. Instagram Live and all of these live venues were yeah. going to be a thing, man. It's a muscle to work. Isn't it kind of crazy to watch the drop-off that's happened between... So, with with, like, local people going live oh well dude I, to like just like everyone has figured it out like comedy i think was like the forefront on it where like go bananas and the hub like we were rocking 55 60 people watching oh well the first hub there were 75 and now and now there's 30 right and now with go bananas there was 20 and see that's what's so funny about it's cause, it because you have to scroll through all of these people going live all these celebrities like everyone's like oh Richard Jefferson's Instagram live has gotten crazy I'm like no it hasn't it's just him oh like talking to celebrities about something that's not going to be Richard re-posted. Jefferson oh yeah they're actually pretty awesome uh, I bet no I love Richard Je- the NBA player yeah he he's ta- great he's his, got a good podcast his interview with Blake Snell rules. Like, he talked about, like, everything going on with him, and um, him facing Aaron Judge is probably, like, a highlight, uh, which is pretty pretty fucking awesome. Yeah, I'll look that up. I love our Jeff. Oh, Richard phenomenal. Jefferson's great. He played 20-plus years in the NBA Just, in, like, the modern era. Right, popping trays yeah. in the corners. Yeah. He was so After good. being a known dunksman. Yeah, he changed his game. Yeah, no, he, dude. That's what, dude. I miss the NBA, bro. I, dude. I know there's a baseball podcast, and I love baseball more than anything. I will say, I miss the fucking NBA. I miss a lot of things. The NBA, like, was one of those things where, you know, we don't have a team, but it's still one of those things where, like, I would come home after the hub. Or Fireside, or any, or Go Bananas. Like, I could just list anything. Yeah. And I would catch the West Coast game. Yeah. And that would put me to sleep. Yeah. I would lay in my bed, put it on. Alicia's already asleep. She'll sleep through goddamn anything. And I would just watch this the Spurs play the Jazz. Yeah. It was, dude, and like, sports. The Jazz, the team that opened this up for all of us. Donovan Mitchell oh. and Rudy Gobert. Oh. I got to tell you this. We were walking to Philly Market, and we went to go get some shit, and there was a mom, a dad, and uh, their kid on a bike. They're all on different bikes. I'm sorry. They weren't just, like, stacked up. <laughs> That's like, what I heard. Like, none of that, like, kids stacked up wearing a trench coat. Just you got a, tra- a movie theater. a triple bike? Yeah, it was pretty cool. They were wearing, they were on a trike, and uh, different from... Never mind. And uh, they fucking... All on different bikes. The dad was wearing a T-shirt. The mom was wearing, like, a, like a light t-shirt hoodie and the kid i shit you not i'm not fucking lying to you was wearing a rudy go jersey. <laughs> i'm like you are trolling everybody right now you are my favorite person nine-year-old you are going yeah, to be a successful rules. stand-up yeah comedian. you'll be a funny stand-up one day where he just was 
like, I'm going to go out during this quarantine on my exercise and wear the problems jersey. That's wow. like, that would be like wearing an OJ Simpson jersey while driving a de- like a de- fucking Bronco. Well, Don, yeah, wow. Well, that was like the scary part. <laughs> wow. My favorite part was you just going, wow. wow. No, it was fucking that, spot on. It's exactly what it was. I think that's a good joke. I think I'm gonna. I need. To, yeah, uh, write that down. Yeah, those are my forms. For write it down somewhere. We got a piece of paper here right. somewhere. Hold Type. On, on. Yeah, text to yourself. That is a funny bit. I might just tweet it out real quick. Uh, hold on here. I'm gonna. Now uh, yeah, I'll remember it. I well, can Donovan, Mi- right here. Donovan Mitchell is one of those. I guess it's less scary for him just because he's like a. He's in his 20s, prime premier world athlete, but he was essentially asymptomatic. He because says, like, he he tested positive and he was like on his Instagram just like yo I feel fine yeah he, he, he when he was interviewed on go on uh, Good Morning America he was like I get if you were like hey Game Seven NBA playoffs we need you he's like yeah I'll lace him up I'm ready to go who Playing gives a, a shit yeah no he feels fine speaking of that shit did you see the whole spat between Megan Gailey's husband and uh, Enos Cantor on Twitter no. Uh, Megan Gailey's husband tweeted... Um, CJ? CJ yeah, something? CJ. So CJ tweeted, and he got like 142.2K likes on Twitter. He said, uh, this this all going on makes Jordan's flu game look irresponsible. Yeah. Pretty good joke. Funny joke. Good joke. That's like a top-tier I remember topical. seeing that joke. I didn't see it go down with him and Enos. Enos tweeted the exact same thing. Copy-paste, whatever. And it got like thirty two point two k, and then Megan, like, was like, "Hey, sent a picture like in the comments, like, my husband already tweeted this. You're straight up stealing." And then she put it on her Instagram and tagged him. Oh boy, isn't that wild? Did he answer back? I didn't follow up too much because I was too busy following the new Kanye and Taylor Swift feud. Which what's that? Which I can't. It was something to distract us from the disease yeah, uh, or virus, whatever. Um, everything resurfaced. Another video resurfaced about Kanye talking with Taylor about famous. Saying bitch. Yeah. Which I didn't care, but I read it because what else am I going to do? Yeah. It's nice to have some type of news that isn't. Serious and glooming and yeah. scary. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Or some governor tell, telling me that uh, that I have to stay home. Yeah. So, but it was just another video resurfaced, and someone wrote out the script, and it was a great article on Vulture. But really, of just like her, she okay, fully so signing thing, off on it. Um, she didn't fully sign off on bitch. That was the problem. She didn't sign off on bitch, which she signed off um, on. She was like, "It's funny, it's fine on bitch," but she didn't give the full okay but she was still a little hesitant but she goes like whatever is gonna which is makes sense but then she was like you know what it's still funny so it's fine so but then there was also the snapchat video with can't it does it really doesn't matter isn't that crazy to think that like any type of dumb celebrity news to distract us from this anything is great anything and literally anything and we're like yeah 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 like tiger king would not have mattered it's not Really, that great of a documentary. It would have caught heat. It would have not caught this type of heat. Not this kind of heat. Not no. even close. Like, have you watched Wild Wild Country? It's wild. It's an unreal. That's an unreal documentary. Yeah, unreal. That if if that dropped in the place of Tiger King, 
Holy dick. Whole other ballgame. It's one of my favorite tweets from this whole quarantine of mine. What would you say the craziest thing about Tiger King is? Uh, that he tricked three straight men into marrying him with math. See, that seems pretty crazy, but I think the craziest thing about Tiger King is that Joe Exotic doesn't have AIDS. <laughs> is that what you tweeted? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, there it is. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it, it is shocking. Did How you, does that man not oh, have AIDS? Did Between you hear- the meth use and being the gayest person to ever live. <laughs> <laughs> the gayest Used. man. Well, Oklahoma is just... It yeah, uh, it has a gay it, a gaze area around like a fence yeah, around it. That's all that's the whole thing. Yeah, I shouldn't have called it gaze. I feel bad. Yeah, gaze is pretty good though. Gay it people is. get AIDS. Yeah, and a lot of people get AIDS, but it's not a, I don't want it to be a slur, you know what No, I mean? it's not a slur, but here's the deal. If you're a straight person who gets AIDS, it means that you had sex with someone who has had gay sex. Maybe, because Magic Johnson... Listen, I'm not trying to be ugly in calling it a gay are, disease. I'm just saying it is trans, transmitted mm. sexually, for mm-hmm. the most part, mm. between gay partners. Like That's, that, that's, that's, that's a true. thing. It's like a heterosexual man yeah. disease. It's transmitted through two types of needles. Yeah. <laughs> 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 we lost him. Woo! That one was good, Bill. Thanks, that was that's a fucking great joke. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Um uh, that got but, me. That got me good. Uh, <laughs> but did you not see the news about Joey? Oh, he's still going. This is great. This is oh man, I love that. Oh, I got a little bit of a snort. That makes me feel that's really good. So funny. Uh, did you see the? <laughs> it's just so problematic to be like, AIDS is a gay disease, and then you just hit it with a perfect joke. <laughs> <laughs> like, and I'm not even trying to be problematic, dude. I'm like, I, my heart is fucking wide open. So I got nothing. I got nothing but love, man. I'm just no. saying, it is a homosexual <laughs> disease. Homeless sexual, dude. The fucking two needles. Oh, that got me good. <laughs> that got my ass good. Bill. Isn't it nice to hear jokes in person? Yeah, again? it got my ass good, Billy. <laughs> um, uh, did you hear the news about Joe Exotic? Oh, no. What is it? He got moved to the Fort Worth prison because the prison he was in prior, um, there was an outbreak of corona. And so he is now in quarantine in a different prison. I figured that he was just going to get quarantined. Because in prison me. just because he was just sucking too many dicks. <laughs> he was having too it's much like, I'm Joe fucking exotic. I've been doing this for 30 fucking years. Good. You, you think they call me exotic because I don't wear a condom? Yeah. You think it, exotic wasn't from the cats. It's because I like black dick. <laughs> <laughs> What's nice about Oklahoma is that they're both well hung. Dude, Come that on. shit is crazy. Do you know how wild it will be if... After that documentary, Carol Baskin gets arrested. I don't think it'll happen because they don't have a shred of evidence. And I think that that here's here's my thing. I think that county is protecting her because that brings in so many people, so much revenue, a ton of revenue. So people much are money. staying in hotels, they're eating at restaurants, and they're, they're going to the zoo. They're put, putting gas in their cars, and they're 
going to the zoo. That's so true. So there's no reason to pop her, which in Oklahoma, they're like, what the fuck is this guy yeah. who gives his shit? We're trying to frack here. Yeah. Get him out of here. There's oil under his tigers. Under the tigers. So get him out of here. That's so true. That's why the, That's why uh, fucking uh, Oakley dad is trying to move the zoo. He's like, I'll make money off the land so they can frack it. Oakley dad, Jeff Lowe. Yeah. <laughs> Guy's a monster. God. Who, who, okay, who did you feel the worst for throughout that entire... Jeff Lowe's wife. I don't feel bad for her. Dude, I, Jeff Lowe's wife... He, dude, this was the most telling piece of the entire documentary. Jeff Lowe's wife, pregnant. Sure. He goes, in this order. Yeah, yeah, Cindy, she's about to have our first child. Then we're going to get her back in the gym. He her, said yeah. that. Yeah. We're going to get her back in the gym. While tapping her tum-tum. In the same breath as she's about to give birth to my daughter. Right. He goes... Afterwards, we're, we're going to make sure that she's not such a fat slut. Oh, yeah, right. That's Madness. Crazy. Dude. Fucking m- lunacy. Right. Disgusting. It is truly disgusting, but I don't know. Tiger King comes in. It's like at the perfect moment. We needed the Tiger King. We needed anything to distract us, and Netflix said, I think we have something weird enough in the can. I think it's one of those like things where, you know... Like what I'm doing with my album. It's like we have it in the can. Let's put out the weirdest thing we've ever seen. When this, when the whole pandemic, everything was kind of coming to a head, Yeah, you know that there were a couple camps out there in Hollywood who were just putting the final touches on their editing of their show. I mean, I mean Ozark. Ozark, Ozark season planned. three. Ozark was season planned. three was going to be a hit no matter what. Exactly. But when they saw the writing on the wall, you know that the editors at Ozark were like, "Well, that was planned for months. Like that was that was already done, ready to be, ready to be pushed out." You don't think that no, not anything, with not with Ozark. You don't think with Tiger King. You don't think with anything think with, that they were oh, just like, "Let's King. let's give it a two month push." I think. With Tiger King, for sure, it was, yeah, this is something so goddamn weird and bizarre. People. Well, I mean, that's a whole there. different weird kind of underbelly to look into, and you shouldn't demean people that are, you know, profiting off of this, for a lack of a better term. Yeah. There's a, yeah. Yeah. It ain't your fault. You're not bad. If you buy a TNA stock in the stock market, which is a basically... What betting against the market? Like yeah. if if you if you put in money into the stock market, betting that the market's going to do poorly, there are people right now that are doing really well. Yeah, I mean that's the big short. The big short, yeah. You play in the shorts. Yeah, exactly. Which sounds like somebody we know. <laughs> so overall, I mean, yeah, I mean that's what Netflix has done. I think it's genius, um, man. You couldn't you couldn't stop watching it, not just because of the people and how entertaining it was, but like you couldn't really believe yeah, that it was real. No, and there was nothing else to do. Well, I watched it with my girl, and f- epi- halfway through episode four, she hits the joint and is like, "I don't think this is real." Yeah. 
Well, that's also one. She of the, didn't think it was real. Well, that's one of the, the accusations of uh, who was it? Was it Joe? Who or no, 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 no? It was um, the the weird Polly guy in South Carolina. Oh, uh, the doctor who was in the cage with Brittany. Doc Mantle. Yeah, yeah, Doc yeah. Mantle. You saw that, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. That blew my fuck on Twitter. Yeah, that was crazy. like the next couple days. Crazy. Of Britney at the infamous VMA with Doc Antle in the background fucking harboring the tigers. Yeah, that was insane. How are we doing on battery, Bill? And the batteries are back in the recorder. The batteries are no longer dead. No longer. We are fully on board. Um, but no, I mean, uh, what, Carol Baskin, she needs, she needs the money. Uh, what else, where were we? We were with... Um, with Tiger King and how Netflix needed to put out something super weird to distract everybody. Yeah, that that's a, basically what it is. That's exactly what it is. You know what's even more weird? The last time a baseball game hasn't been played in April was in 1883. Before? The Spanish flu. You know the Spanish flu? I listened to a podcast on the Spanish flu the other day. Spanish flu? Spanish flu. Yeah, you know, the only reason it was called the Spanish flu is because Spain was the first country to accurately report their numbers. Wow, so they got shamed for it. Most likely... What they think happened with the Spanish flu is that it started in America in World War One training camps. Yeah. A bunch of American troops got it, and then we got shit off, shipped off over to Europe, yeah. and we spread it across the world. I'm not shaming America. I'm just saying the science no. behind it. And then Spain came out, and nobody in Europe was claiming the accurate numbers. Yeah. So Spain came out and was like, I don't know the... I don't know the numbers, but Spain came out and was like, we have X amount of people that are dying from this shit. Right. And it hit the world news, and everybody was like, oh, shit, the Spanish flu. (laughs) And then when everybody else started coming out in Europe and started reporting their numbers, Spain ended up being on the lower end of the tier of people. And it's because... They were being fully truthful up front, and it got called the Spanish flu, and then they went back and ran the numbers later and, like, looked at it, like, truthfully and honestly, and Spain had less cases than most people because they were the ones who, like, shut that shit down, put the numbers out, and shut their country down. Wow. So isn't isn't that wild? The Spanish flu should be called literally anything else other than the Spanish flu. It should be called the American flu. Yeah, it should be be called the fucking boys in blue flu. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, The boys in blue flu. Yeah, it should should be called that. That's fucking great. It should be called America's goddamn protector flu. (laughs) It's just also so crazy to think about that while, um, you know, Trump has been calling it – the Chinese flu, and not to get not to get fucking political again, yeah, man. Yeah, but Donny T, dude, yikes! I mean, as much as a nightmare as he has been throughout the first part of his term, I mean, he's he, if he keeps fucking around, he could like end the goddamn world, dude. He he came yeah. out he came out today, April second, twenty twenty. He came out today and said that groups of 10 to 15 to 20 should be fine. 
He said that. But then also he followed it up by saying this this this, this virus could kill more people than the Vietnam War. He said that, and then the markets collapsed again. Like, he said that. He went on stage, and in his Adderall-driven riff, yeah. said that shit. Well, he got all speeded up about seven days ago and talked about the military-industrial complex. Yeah. A sitting president hasn't brought that up since Lyndon B. Johnson did for the first time, and we discovered that the industrial complex of our military was a thing. Yeah. I mean, it's it's nuts. We're talking about like this our is, fucking racist grandfather, our racist great uncle, is now the president of the United States. A loose cannon, and and then he's just so he's just been so wrong this entire time. The entire time, just been enti- just so wrong. And it's so and then, weird because then, he, he yeah go ahead. And then a tiny doctor who has been around since the Reagan Fauci. era has come up and said, "Nah, he's wrong. Nope." Mm-mm. Nope. And then was sidelined for a day, and everyone's like, "Well, he's, where was he? Donald Trump is making a mockery of this. Of course, he has been the entire time. And, and just, instead of admitting when he's wrong, he just keeps changing his story. And saying, not true, it's a lie, it's such a lie, it's ridiculous. And every third day... His words are proven incorrect. Yeah. He went after John Roberts yesterday, who used to be a reporter for CBS. Madness. The guy who asked him, the question that he asked him was, the American people are scared. True. True statement. Different. Yeah. Okay. Are we talking about the same guy? What does he follow up with again? I'm talking about the guy who says the American people are scared. I'm talking about a different guy. Oh, okay. Well, think about this statement. The American people are scared. What would you have to say that would put their minds at ease? And he said And Trump goes, you're a terrible reporter. reporter. You are making sensationalism. No, 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 Donald. He's asking a a very... He's in the position that I wish I could be in. He's talking about the free world that apparently you're the leader of. Yep. And, well, I was more impressed by the fact that he kept his cool and just was, like, putting his hands up going, like, what are you talking about, like, with that, with his face? Yeah. So, like, that showing that he was responsible enough and trusted his journalistic instinct to be like, I'll let the story make, my, make it itself. Wasn't let the story make itself. And it did. And, sh- and keeps time and time again proving that he is just a fucking bully. Yeah, well, I mean, he just got played like a fiddle by the media in that moment. Right. But Guy people- asks a question that a president, like, dude, th- that could have been his question. Right. That could have been the thing where Donald Trump came out and actually acted like a human. But instead, I mean, we got we got Trump coming out and saying, Michigan's not going to get any support from me because they, they badmouthed me. He said about Washington, Dude. a hot spot. He said, oh, they were mean to me. Not happening. Fuck you. Who cares about who's being mean it's to who? It's madness Just to see how this shit is playing be out. Be a dude. good person. and ha- it's, in- it's insanity. What I was talking about with John Roberts, who... Worked for CBS as a reporter. Was on fucking... Uh, no, he was on 60 Minutes. He was... I think he worked for CBS. Whatever. But he works for Fox News. And asked... Uh, what did he, he asked about um, the pandemic team that was dispersed in 2018 yeah. that Trump did. Like, it's Wrote been off. proven. Yeah. Snopes has come out and said, like, he fucking 
did this. Like, it's fact-checked. It's done. And John Roberts asks about it, and he goes, and he goes, well, John, I think that's a bad question. That's, fa- that's fake news, and you should know better than that. It sounds like you were for CNN and not for Fox News, which Fox News, not really on my side either. I'm like, yeah, they are. They're the reason you got elected, dude. Like, it's beyond bonkers. Like, CNN, NBC, NBC News have stopped airing his press conferences because it's scaring too many people. Well, I'm in the camp that... And that's also... But that's also perpetuating the fake news narrative that he has created, which is fascism. So... That's even more scary. And I saw another article, which on Yahoo, I read Yahoo because they pull from everybody. They pull from Real Clear Politics, which is so right wing, all the way to Huffington Post, super left. Yeah. And so you get a decent amount of news from everybody so you can make your own decision. Is it crazy that I'm citing Yahoo as a credible news source? In 2020? Yes. That's insane. But if you look at the sources, it actually makes sense. So you get a well-rounded look at it. Um, but they posted like it was just from Yahoo, which is also crazy balanced. People are thinking that he's handling it well. There was a guy who was like, I was going to vote. I was going to, I voted Democrat my entire life, but I think that Trump has handled this whole coronavirus situation. Well, I'm like, what are you hearing? Like, what are you hearing? Well, I mean, that's the scary thing is that they're hearing to, that's the scariest thing about the Trump administration is that they got their hooks in on the phrase fake news. Yeah. Because the news is motherfucking fake, Bill. It is fake. Everything's fake. It's complete. It, it, no, it's, no. And, 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 and you're right. Like, being flipped, like, that is accurate. It is fake. It is eye-rollable. Mm-hmm. But the scary thing about it is that his people and his team and his brand got in on spreading the true news right. of fake news. Like, you could be the furthest left or the furthest right, and you under you need to understand that the information that you're being mm-hmm. given is fake. It right. is contrived. It is manipulated to get a certain response out of you. Uh, right. That is true. Right. The most liberal motherfucker in the world could say that into a microphone and it could be true. Yep. But what's scary is that the Trump administration has got the phrase fake news. They yep. got it. They got ahead they of it. it. Well, That's they haven't gotten ahead up. of it because Hitler was saying that. And I hate going being like Hitler said it and then just taking every like no no but you're right but like discrediting the national media is something that these people do it's It's, a move it's a move that has worked for hundreds of years yeah it has worked well let's look in the past hundred years um Hitler Mussolini Stalin um Gorbachev um any dictator has said the news is fake so, which means like, oh, I don't believe it. I believe the one person who's talking to me. Yeah. I feel like he's talking directly to me. Yeah, I can have a which, beer with this guy. Right. Jesus. Which, which doesn't even make it government anymore. It makes it a cult. That's the difference, is that you aren't believing the amount of people that are working together to co- to create a solution. You are believing one person and listening to their yeah. words, and that's it. That's disgusting. And that's, I mean, I mean, that's been going on on what you brought up about saying, like, far left. You're absolutely right. Like, people have been chirping and saying. Forever. 
Well, it, well, right now, like talking about how Bernie's out of the race, he's out of the race, he's out of the race. When you look at the that's numbers, that's fake news. That's fake news. When you look at the numbers, he's at this. He was at the same spot Obama was. Well, in twenty sixteen, when he was running in two thousand eight. Wait, right? Yes, two thousand one. Yeah, 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 yeah. Two thousand eight. <coughs> bless you. So that's what I'm saying. I'm like, <coughs> bless you. So like. That's like it. so like that's fake news so that Biden could be promoted up to keep the agenda going of not a single payer system and just regular health care and just keep everything moving along in a direction that supports the corporations and all that bullshit. Where Bernie's like, let's fucking burn it down. And people are like, hell yeah, burn it down. Well, the human beings of America are like, hell yeah, burn it down. But I mean, in, yeah. in the, the DNC, we know. Tom that, Perez that, is a nightmare. It's not a conspiracy theory that in 2016, the D- Demona- Democratic National Party yeah. conspired to keep Bernie from beating Hillary. There, we know that that is true. That's not a conspiracy have you, have theory. Have you seen the video? There's an actual video of of it was like all like in Arizona Bernie was leading Bernie was Oh leading, yeah yeah the where the, all the, the, of the stop Hillary, Bernie campaign where Hillary supporters went in and voted after the polls were closed and what 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 she didn't fucking realize is that they all were wearing a Hillary shirt yeah. and when they voted which is so illegal yeah like you can't wear a candidate shirt when you go to vote like no. Obama was even saying like you cannot wear my shirt that's more of a Kennedy but um, it was more of a candidate. It was a strong candidate. <laughs> it was a very straight up con- Bostonian strong. white man. Hold on, I got to get into character for it. Obama, hope. Nope, still bad. Um, uh, it was. It wasn't that bad. You cannot. No, nope, it's still bad. Um, but you like one of those things is he was saying like when I saw him, I, I saw Obama speak uh, three times. I saw him speak in Eden Park, which I'm I'm not that was one of the coolest moments ever. You saw him speak in Eden Park? Yes. I saw Obama speak in the like the like Amphitheater. No. He was in the uh uh not the rotunda or whatever, but that like tiny little part Pantheon or whatever. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, he was speaking there and we all stood on the steps. No shit. Yeah. And then I was like, When? This is like cool. 07, 08? Uh oh, like late. It was like oh seven. It was no. It was no. It was oh eight. It was oh eight. I he, saw him speak in the summer of oh eight at Eden Park, and I was like, "This is so a like movement. four or five months, like four months before he got elected." And then two months later, I saw him speak at uh, Nippert. That's sick, dude. Dude, that spike happened where people got on board. Well, what and did then, Hillary not do? Show up at Eden Park. Show up at Nippert. Show up um, in Cincinnati that's not at true. all. Hillary showed up at Smale. Uh, she had the national play in Washington Park for her, which that was cool. No, as I'm fuck. talking about Ohio. That's what I'm talking about. Ohio. Okay. Hillary showed up in 2016 in Hamilton County, Cuyahoga County, and Columbus's County. She did not go to Blue Ash. Anywhere else in Ohio. She went to where she was like, I'm going to win. So, and you know, that's. That's whatever. That's her fault. That's her problem. She didn't even go to Michigan. She thought she had it in the bag. That's a problem. Um, she's like, I got it. I'm fucking Hillary Clinton. I fucking have it. But the third time I saw Obama speak, which was really cool, I saw him speak at a, the um, the family picnic at Coney Island. 
in the PNC Pavilion, yeah. which is all union. His fucking helicopter landed in the parking lot in the right by fucking Sunlight Pool. He ran out, went in, spoke at PNC Pavilion, and then left. I got to go because my dad's a firefighter, a paramedic, and he was like, I don't want to go see that fucking guy speak. He's not my president. I'm like, okay, I'll go. And uh, my girlfriend at the time and I went and watched it happen, and it was special. It was a special moment. Yeah, that's cool. So, and watching him be the wordsmith that he is made me, like, believe that, like, this guy's good. Like, he wasn't drone strikes. But, like, I was like, I'm into this. But then he was just watch, another U.S. president. Right. But then you watch Trump speak, I'm like, oh, fucking Jesus. He is just a powder keg full of Adderall. He's just fodder. Did you see those videos of that guy who worked on the set of The Apprentice? Did no, you see those? No. This guy, he started doing stand-up. He was a PA uh, for The Apprentice, and he signed an NDA. And he was like, fuck it, I don't care. If they find me, whatever. But if not, whatever. I'm just a guy going up at an open mic. And someone filmed it. And he talked about the whole time of The Apprentice. In between takes, Donald would crush up Adderall and just snort it on his desk and then go back to takes. So when he's going in debates or whenever he's talking and he needs to be focused, it's because he's snorting up Adderall. Wowzers. Isn't that crazy? That is fucking bonkers. This is a baseball podcast. We have nothing else to talk about. Baseball isn't happening, so we just go balls deep in yeah, this. Yeah, sorry, man. I mean, it, it's sorry, not, we're not even taking a political stance. Sorry, Andrew, but this is this is what we have right now. I mean, we are, but it's we're just stating facts, like... I don't know. Sorry. Yeah, it's kind of crazy. Like, I believe that guy. He has everything to lose. He has everything to lose to go up there and say that shit. Because the NDA and how Trump's how aggressive Trump's lawyers are, like, they could get this. And he, the government could get him killed. Yeah. So there's, I don't, I don't not yeah, believe that, that guy could accidentally, quote, get hit by a car while walking a dog. Oh, you mean be thro- thrown out of a building? Yeah. Hillary? Uh God, just 2016 was so bad. It was just so bad. And it all comes, I think this moment where we are in our society all comes back to 2016. It all, it has to. It, it can't not come back to this. It yeah. can't, come not, can't not come back to 2016. If we would have ran anyone else. Anyone else. And you say we talking about the DNC. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a, yeah, I'm a blue-blooded. Yeah, me too. So. So am I. So. I mean, I, I think we were probably told different from our, like, my parents, especially mine, which are super right, which now we've gotten to the point of we don't even talk about it. It's gotten to that bad. Like, my mom accepts and my dad accepts. We argued about it f- three times in a year, and then now it just doesn't even come up. Yeah. Because they knew they were wrong. It's, that's what unconditional love is. Right? Your parents, our parents reared us, man. I, I I have no ground to to walk on if I'm going to challenge my parents politically. Yeah. And I mean, after you know, after all of this, I, I I honestly don't even know where they stand. I mean, my mom has yeah. voted both parties for the past thirty years. That's all. That's crazy to me. You know, I think it's also that politics has changed so much. She that- voted for Obama once, and then didn't vote for him. Wait, she voted for Romney? She voted for Obama and then Romney. Man, she wanted a robot. Yeah. Romney wasn't terrible. 
Romney's not bad. I mean, the motherfucker's a Mormon. He's a minority. Right, and he went after His it. dad was born in Mexico. Yeah, I mean, he had all the makings for it to be... Man, if he would have... See, if when, he would have... He was too early. Yeah, he when he came out early. and shit on Trump, I thought... That was awesome. I thought, wow, cool, he's going to run with Mayor Pete. Mm. I thought mm, that Romney mm, was going to run mm, with mm, Mayor Pete. Mm, mm. No way he would cross party lines. No way. If if you were to have... Oh, dude, he, he renounced the Republican Party. He straight up did that. He, re, he renounced the Republican Party as long as they are fronted by Trump. I thought... That kind of rules. I, I thought, and, and part of me still thinks that... Because we forget Trump's running without an incumbent. And he's just nobody in the Republican Party has stood up. Oh, against him. because the two who have have gotten point six and point four in every state. Yeah. It's not even they haven't even gotten a percent. Yeah, it's 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 a red. It's another red wave, which isn't that crazy to think that I said red wave when the one thing that they hate the most is the communist being party. red waves. Right. But being social. Here's what's also crazy. Being socialist is so evil compared to everything else but i think that um you know our interstates isn't that kind of a socialist idea that the government pays for roads for you to drive on which was created by a war hero who was a republican yeah fdr yeah and if you look at nixon and what he did with china with the peace treaties and like the way that he handled foreign policy Man, that's crazy that you want to work with, like, you know, your neighbors and all this stuff. Um, that's a socialist idea. Um, he was a Republican who also broke into the DNC. Yeah. Well, how That's crazy. How weird is the ideology now, right? So we got – it's just like this weird microcosm, right? We've got Bernie – and I say that as just a Bernie supporter, right? Yeah. It's, it's, it's likely not going to be – Bernie versus Trump. It's likely going to be Biden versus Trump, which is Biden's going to get fucking insane because he will get stomped, he will get his dick stomped in the mud. But the thing that is so kind of funny and ironic to me is that Bernie is challenging Trump on this socialist platform. He is talking about universal health care, and everyone is just just flipping him off, right? Well then, we then Corona happens, and the the only thing that you can see on your Facebook feed are Venmo accounts and GoFundMe accounts, and let's all pitch in with each other and help each other. And I understand that it's a smaller it's a smaller looking glass of the economy. I understand that, but like ultimately, we're all practicing socialism right, right. now. I mean, dude, we started the Cincinnati and and by the way, to club uh, to plug this at Cincinnati comedy on Venmo is a little fund that that you can throw. And, dude, we've got poor people. We've got comics throwing 10 bucks in five bucks in 30 bucks in. We've got regulars that are throwing in 50 bucks, 100 bucks, 200 bucks. Yeah. We've got people throwing in real money, and it's like yep. this money is actually changing people's lives. Like, yep. I get to divvy out 
150 200 bucks a day on Venmo and help people pay their bills and help people pay their rent yeah. and help people buy the fucking groceries right. for them and their families to eat. Look and at- it's like, and, and that, I understand that, the, like, socialism put onto a country of 385 million people is not the same thing as what they're doing in fucking Sweden with right. 4 million. By the way, Sweden, up until 10 days ago, had schools in session. Yeah. So let's not all fucking fan Sweden for being the most liberal, progressive country in the world, man. They got fucking 4 million people. Of right. course they can be progressive when it's fun. Yeah. But tell your preschoolers to go home. Right. Tell your old people to stay inside. So, I don't know. It's well, really at, easy at, to point at other people and be like, don't they got it right? Right. That's horseshit. No. They, it's crazy. That's like saying, like, every time I bring up Medicaid for all to my mother, who staunch Republican, uh, I say, like, you know, it would work. It works in, you know, it works in Germany. It works in Norway. She goes, those places are the size of... of L.A. No. Rhode Island. Yeah. Think about that, which is crazy, but I don't know. It could work, but it's just the fact that we have to buy into it. And to quote Noam Chomsky, who is fucking crazy in his own right, but he said that Bernie is just very, very light socialism. To say that he is very, very light socialism, it's pretty accurate because what he's instituting is the same thing that's already been happening well, he's, he, he, for years. But the problem is you yeah. have so much money with within Congress, with within the House, within um, what, what, uh, dick, dick, dick um, uh, lobbyists to help the, in super PACs that fuck, man. Like, that's why it keeps going. You have to it's 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 a pat on the back. That's what it is. Like, hey, we got you covered on some, you know, so you can could put print your signs and put them in people's front yards. But remember, keep up the price of Viagra. Remember that. Yeah. Write that down. Well, if you are on the right and use the argument, yeah, Donald Trump's in office, but how much can the president even do? A lot. Which is a valid argument, though. I mean, ultimately, though, with like a tied up House and a tied up Congress. And I mean, Donald Trump, he he does a lot just based on what he does for like what? the attitude and right. like. Well, what he can do is actually he out lefted them by giving everyone a paycheck and instituting like that was the first thing he says, like everyone needs a paycheck. Everyone needs a paycheck, which is, you know, what. Uh, what's his di- Yang was running on? Yeah, that was his whole thing. Was a thousand dollars a month per American household? Right. That I was wa- every month. I mean, that's universal basic income. Right, and he's like, I'm gonna out socialize that and say twelve hundred bucks for this, this, which is crazy. Obama didn't even do that in '08. Yeah, when when, when everything was, crashed down to nothing. Right, because that was. Whose fault? The person before, and he inherited it, and he's like, we don't need to do that. It was also the fault of a bunch of independent bankers who wanted to get wealthy who do not include my father, who is a very, very moral, good, strong man who didn't buy into it. 
shitty fucking loans to people who wanted to buy a house. If you watch, like, if you watch The Big Short, it's not a documentary. It is a mockumentary, whatever. But like, it was happening in Florida, Georgia, everywhere, everywhere. I mean, I don't know. There were there were good people in that. I don't know. I don't think it's like one of the. It's like a. It's it's one of those situations where a bad apple ruins the whole bag. Yeah, it's the whole thing. It ruins everything. Let's like with cops. I have ninety seven percent of the cops I have dealt with. I am also white, and I'm also adorable. I get out of everything. <laughs> <laughs> I have gotten out of not one, but not two, but five DUIs. <laughs> For being white and cute. White and adorable. I've gotten out of them. But, like, I've dealt with that one bad cop who was an asshole, and I'm like, fuck cops, fuck these pigs. And I'm like, wait a minute. Most of them were just cool dudes. My life dudes. has been good. Yeah. Most of them are just dudes that, like, if I lived in a neighborhood where I, like, see cops, I'm like, cool, what's up? Did you just... I just looked at the time. I I didn't even mean to make that I'm, face. I, I just okay. saw that time and it blew my fucking mind. I'm gonna publish this at at eight a.m. tomorrow. Yeah, so, good. Like there isn't a timestamp, so we're cool. It's not two thirty. It's not. It is ten thirty, and like, oh boy, are my arms tired? <coughs> Bless you. Here's also, do you think your bosses are gonna fire you if you show up late? Bless you. When I was when I was working for them, God, they yelled at me for showing up at one. They were like, "You got to show up at noon at, at the at the latest." I'm like, "I'm sorry," but I was also 22. You yeah. know what I mean? I'm in a different era of go bananas, dude. It's crazy. It's dude. Oh, man, I'm I'm so glad that like you and like everybody else are experiencing a. More fun era there. Yeah, well, I went in after Cam where it was just like, can you show up and not die? Yeah. I went in where I'm, where there was just like, we don't really like anybody. Like, just just be here, please. And I'm like, okay. It was wild. It was. Yeah, and you were there where Mikey was like doing his job and shit. You know, yeah. Mikey's doing great right now. I know, I'm so glad. Well, yeah, uh, I don't know, whatever. Um, I mean, he's doing good in relation to what he's been doing. Oh, dude, no, no. I meant like with 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 when I was there. Early, oh, yeah, yeah, right, right, right. Um, I was there when the tailspins started. But, yeah. Um, but right now, dude, I'm so glad to hear that he's doing so goddamn well. He's killing it, man. Dude, it makes me so happy to hear that. And like, there's parts of me where I'm like, I wish I would be there for, but at the same time, I'm like. I really love my job. I really love my day job. Dude, you put in your time when you needed to put in your time. Yeah. You know. I still have an office key. They haven't asked for it back. No, which you means never no. will. No, it's I'm it's it's there. I'm one of the very 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 few people that has that. 3. Yeah. 3 people. Yeah. And I would never ever abuse that. And fuck it's so fucking like it's not like a power thing. It's just like a trust thing where I'm like, it's home. It, and it still feels like home when I pick yeah. up my keys. I'm like, and it is. it's home. It and is. It, it's still, no matter it's not functioning, I'm thinking about it every day. Like, I fucking love that place. It's still goddamn home. So um, the other home I miss is Great American Ballpark. Yeah, man. It took us. <laughs> I drive by it or walk by it every day. It took us two hours to get to talking about baseball. 
<laughs> you want to talk about baseball for about 30 seconds while I go pee my dick off? Yeah, go All for right, it. Cool. I'll be right back. Um, I mentioned this to Lee earlier. Um, the last time that baseball had not been played in April was 1883. It's such a weird time, um, and it sucks. I feel like it's been stolen from us, and if you're still listening, I really appreciate it and that we've just been talking about non-baseball things because not baseball is happening. It's very difficult to just accept that. I mean, I've gone on multiple walks because that's the only way to get exercise, which <laughs> was I doing it anyway? Actually, I, I mean, I am with my diet, but who gives a shit? Um, but walking down to the ballpark and seeing how beautiful it has been and knowing that this month would be when the Reds would be at home the most and it's just ideal situation for spring baseball it just hurts and knowing that um i'd be sitting in the ballpark eating a sky rosa and it'd be 61 degrees and i wear a light jacket compared to last year where i was sitting behind home plate and seeing my breath freeze on the top of my mustache when it was 31 degrees watching the brewers play and and it was just like what are you doing, Rob Manfred? Why is my hot cocoa now just a fucking goddamn smoothie? It's just like, it's, it's, it's hard to accept it. And I know that as soon as next year, 2021 starts, that it's going to be a normal schedule and fucking it'll be cold as shit. That's going to fucking... Well, that'll melt my chaps. I'll tell you that right now. It, I mean, it won't even rub them raw. It'll ice them because it'll be so goddamn cold outside because Rob Manfred hates the Midwest or else he wouldn't push the season back even more. But, um, no, it's been difficult. I've shaken the gates. Um, I've thought about how I could climb in to Great American. Um, I've thought about kicking up the the burners and making my own chili in there um it's not me shitting into a, a cast iron bucket in the skyline booth i meant like getting out the the cans and just making it happen it's yeah just, dude he would do it he's he's a, a colonist at his heart god it's it's just it's just so hard it's so because it, it's so beautiful right now it's just so difficult um I miss baseball so goddamn much. Well, at um, this point in the year, we would be... I don't think I brought it up last week about Alicia was... Um, it happened on Friday, last Friday. Oh, the baseball, uh, the take me out to the ball game? Yeah. Um, I was sitting on the couch, and Alicia and I were going to make a joke about how it was baseball season. I was playing MLB 20. It'd be a fun thing if she started playing take me out to the ball game on her keyboard with the organ, baseball organ going, because there's a function for it. I was like, this is so funny, and she started playing it, and I started crying. Like, I have cried four times not having baseball since opening day. It has been unbelievably hard um, to not have it. It really sucks a lot. And it sucks. It's burned on my skin. Yeah, dude. He's got Mr. Red burned on his fucking skin. Mr. Red likes to you, sir. Yeah. (laughs) I'm welling up now. Um, And what really sucks is our calendar. We were supposed to have a calendar day at Great American. I haven't flipped the page because we were supposed to get a new one, and it's over. Um, 
it's been extremely difficult. I mean, this is a baseball podcast. It's hard. We do a podcast about the Reds. We've been doing it every fucking week since October. And we were... Of amped. two years ago. I no, mean, no, last no, year. Yeah, 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 last year. And it's... it's um, it's weighing a toll on me because now, like, I can't watch sports and now I have to, like, be in touch with my feelings and that sucks. Um, <laughs> a lot. <laughs> but it's just, like, it feels like this whole spring was taken from me and it's, and I have to accept that it's no one's fault. But, like, I hate to sound like this asshole, but we had plans. <laughs> Especially, it would like, be a different thing if we were geared up for another season of bombing and tanking. This is the one year where we're like, we're in rhythm. We've got this. We were in the off-season rhythm. Like, numbers were going up. And now it's just like, we have a solid fucking team. And it doesn't happen. I know. It doesn't. I know, man. And um, it's like, it's like really, it's like really hard. Um I, you know who I feel the worst for was Lucas. Yeah. We talked to. Did I tell you the whole game plan? Uh-uh. His whole game plan was in May, the National were doing their homecoming festival. Yeah, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And that was his bachelor party. He was going to come home, watch his favorite band play his favorite album all the way through with his best friends. In his and, home. Yeah, and then fly back and marry his wife, his soon-to-be wife. And now that it was taken from him because someone decided to eat bat soup <laughs> and sneeze on a scooter. I have no, I don't know, but that's what I think happened. And that sucks. And it's, and especially with baseball, like, it's the most, it is the American pastime. Yeah. And there's nothing more American, fuck you saying the NFL, whatever, and the NFL's filling the airwaves right now yeah. because it's the off-season and it's a perpetual sports media by saying what's happening with the off-season. We bought into it and we did it all off-season yeah. and we're continuing to do it because this is our off-season, but the most American thing ever has been taken away from us and it will continue to be until probably June 1st. Well, it sucks. It we, just sucks. We were supposed to open up with three games at home against the Cardinals and yeah. then two games in Toronto. And then what else after that? And then we would have, uh, it was like two more away games. Uh, Philly? Philly, okay. And we're supposed to guess. Mike Berlon of so today, Sports. So today is March 3rd, or April 3rd, rather. Right. So we would be... What month is it? Who cares? We would be six games into the season. Right. What do you reckon our record is? We're six games in. I'm going four and two. I'm going three and three. You th- so you think... I think the Blue Jays are better than a lot of people expect. Um, I, we, we, I, we wouldn't face Ryu. Oh, we wouldn't. You're absolutely right. Because, well, we would... Well, would we face Tanner? We would face Tanner. Who's a yeah, game good. Manager. Let us fucking yeah. face Tanner. Four and two's not a bad record. Hold on. Look, look, yeah, I'll pull it back up. I, I, bet I, we, I, I, I bet you we would have gone two and one and then split in Toronto. Um, Two and one... With against the Cardinals would be interesting. Oh god, we're on. better than they are, Bill. Yeah. Um, okay, here we go. Uh, which would have been here we go. Mar- Thursday, March twenty sixth. Yeah, you're right. So, Cardinals. 
off day. Cardinals. Cardinals at home. Blue Jays. Blue Jays. April Fool's Day. Blue Jays. The best April Fool's Day joke would be um, <laughs> Kyle Farmer pitches a complete no hit. Yeah. Complete game. Yeah. Um, and then after that, Pirates. Yeah. Pirates. Off day. And then Pirates again Saturday. Um, four and two isn't crazy. I don't think so. Flaherty would have started opening day. Luis would have started opening day. I think we would have had a battle. Yeah. Yeah, four and two isn't crazy. I but so we take the first one. I don't know if we take the second one. We take the third one. So two, two and one. one. And then Blue Jays we split three and two. And then, and we, then we go the, and beat the fucking lowly pirates. We'd be four manager. and two, dude. Yeah, you're right. No, that makes sense. Sorry, that's just hard to even. God. It's hard to stomach because we could be fucking six and zero. Oh. Mm. I will say this about the season delay. We are still undefeated. Sorry, that ring probably hurt. That ring did fucking hurt. <laughs> we fist but, bumped with yeah. <laughs> ring hands. But it's true, man. It's true. Um, so, yeah, I, I, I mean, I'm just so excited to see Bauer bounce back. The content he's been putting out is amazing. Bauer's going to bounce back. And have God, he runs so, so hot. He's going to be healthy as fuck. Yeah, he's going to be so healthy. He's going to be so healthy. So unbelievably the most healthy, the healthiest <laughs> you've ever seen an athlete. Um, his mind still going to be sharp as fuck. I, man, I, I still think, I don't think this time off hurts. Uh-uh. I think. Not the Reds. No. No, no, uh, not, if anything, no. it might help the Reds. I think it's helping a lot of, I don't, I don't think it's hurting any teams, to be frank. I don't think Fair enough. Not to be not Frank in baseball. Robinson. Not in baseball. No. Um, the NBA is a whole other ball game. Huh? It is a whole other ball game. Thank you. Um, I didn't mean to do that, but then I caught it and I was like, that's tight. Um, but, I, man, I just don't I, – man, I don't – baseball still such a crapshoot, but what we have constructed, I wonder – how it's all going to work out with the double headers and how long it's going to take for certain hitters to get into their zone. I think Mustaka is going to show up ready. That guy's going to be ready to go. I think Shogo is going to be ready to go. Shogo, a go-go. Um, I think all of the bats, except for Joseph Daniel Votto, who needs those reps. Like, Here's a great example why I think it, and it relates to stand-up, which he would love. With me, I love, and you, we, we mostly write on stage. We need to be up there. We need to hear some type of reaction, and then we need to hear it and feel it and go, which way can I go? Yeah. If I hear that it's going well, then I'll continue to go this way. If it's not going well, then I have another thing in my back pocket. Then I can go that way. I think Joseph Daniel Votto approaches the sa- that the same way at the plate, and he continues to fix his swing. Yeah. Just how we tool a joke. Yeah. He needs those reps in there. Like he doesn't, he doesn't go in the cage and work his ass off like all the time, like in the off season. Well, we know he does, but we also Not know that that way. only goes so far. That's like with our a guy tweets. like Danny. Yeah. That's like our tweets. Yeah, like we're like cool, and then throw it away. But like Joey he's, Danny, he's not getting the same fucking reps. 
that he would that he does in April, March and April, where he explodes in May. I love him to death. He's one of the best. He is one of the best hitters of all time. One of my favorite Reds ever. Ever. I put it on the Instagram live feed. I think he's my favorite Red. He's the best. Joey, that, MVP. Right. Or maybe he surprises us all and he got into rhythm and he's not taking out of it. And, and right out of the bat, he comes out scorching. And he bats two eighty three right. this season. Right. So either way, still excited. I don't. I, Eugenio needed that time off to let his shoulder heal. That's good for us. He's our starting fucking yeah. five spot this season. Sunny, on opening day. Right. Sonny Gray. Sonny Gray with the bone spurs. He's like, everyone's healthy at least. Yeah. Oof, buddy. I you're think getting you're getting a rest up a rested up Galvis. Yeah. Which makes it easier. Which right. makes it easier for a rested up Blandino, which makes it easier for a rested up farmer. And everyone. I mean, yeah. you would like to think that can you imagine? I mean, we're sitting here, we're 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 stand up comedians trying to make it thinking that we're fucking dying, losing out on opportunities. Imagine what these professional ball players feel. Especially on a minor leaguers. Especially on a roster like the Reds. Yeah. Speaking of minor leaguers, how about Sinsu Chu, ex Red, coming in and supporting the minor leaguers, giving them a thousand bucks, giving every single player yeah. in the minor league system of the Texas Rangers one thousand dollars. That's a stimulus. That's more than Donald Trump did. Yeah, that's a stimulus package. That is a stimulus practice priest. <laughs> practice priest. I'm sorry, we're not making fun of he. He probably he speaks racism right. at the end. Uh, who's gonna catch it? Nobody. Um. Mike Webster will, but he ain't going to say shit. You're yeah. no snitch, cousin. He'll be up here. He'll be in the Devorah Emporium. He's gonna, I, I, I feel it. He's Can't on, wait, man. He's sleeping on the couch. I feel like it's a night where Oh, he's definitely sleeping on the couch. I feel like it's a night we're going to get so drunk we're all sleeping on the couches. Alicia's going to come out and be like, what the fuck? Yeah, dude, you're definitely on the couch tonight, Webby boy. It's almost 3 a.m. Um, here, oh, man. Here's, here's a proposition. The rumor on the streets... June first is is when we would start after the warm up period and all this stuff. We got April sunk in. We know that's done. It's, May is going to be touch and go. June first is is when it would start. Um, but Toronto has pushed every event like no public gatherings until the end of June. So let's say June first is a tentative start. Do you think baseball starts with that? Without crowds across the country until mid July, late July, wouldn't be, wouldn't surprise me. It, me either, and it'll suck not being in the ballpark. But at the same time, it'll be fun being able to go to the hub and watch it with Chuck and get a Joe Nuxall special. Yeah, God, that's over. I'll probably lose my job to be frank because I'll just be there all the time. Yeah, um, but man, I think. I don't think it's crazy that a June 1st start is realistic, and I don't think it's crazy that they'll start without fans. I yeah. really don't. No, no, me either. Me either. I don't think I think all. it's almost inevitable. Yeah, it kind of has to be. If yeah. Toronto's not on board, which they also, Canada, was not on board with the Olympics, and it got delayed to 2021, Yeah. What do you, how do you think baseball will react? Yeah. I mean, Rob Manfred already doesn't care about the sport, so, I mean, I think he would side with Canada and make it 
later. So which means he wouldn't get a whole season to have to watch the game that he hates. Yeah. It's very true. Yeah. Dead air. We'll uh, see where it goes, man. Yeah, we'll see what happens. You want a round third? Uh, we haven't even talked about the thing we live streamed. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> Are you aware? We're both tired. No, you're right. No, you're right. We can talk about that, man. That's fine. We watched <laughs> you game two. You are fading. I am, I am so tired right now. I've been going to sleep at fucking 10 o'clock. I know, and it is almost my bedtime. Yeah, yeah. I've been going to sleep at 10. It's getting late. Uh, as far as, like, game two... Red Legs won. Yeah, in in some late innings heroics. In nineteen seventy five, the Reds won twenty two games in their final at bat. Dude, that is a Cincinnati MO. That's a crazy stat right there. One of the best seasons in in, in, in team history, and we still won twenty two games. That is not just a goddamn red stat. That is, think about the Cardiac Cats with the Bengals during their playoff runs. Think about the Bearcats doing the goddamn same thing in basketball and football. It's a cincy thing, baby. It's a cincy thing. That's Just what we do, man. If we're going to be, if we're, if we're going to thrive, we will thrive by the skin of our teeth. Yep, because we're a hard-working blue-collar town, baby. Bill, Jack Billingsley came out. He gave up a run in the first inning. And uh, then kind of locked it the fuck down after that. He did. He and, completely locked it down. And we talked about this. How crazy is his wind? Like his wind up. Like he shows you the ball his entire time. How about every pitcher that we've seen so far in the seventy-five World Series has a pitch that's just like an Ephus? Well, we looked it up. Ephus is great. Ephus is a Hebrew word, right? That means nothing. Isn't that so cool? it's a nothing pitch. It's just throwing it out there to just fuck up the timing and get the guy off balance. Hopefully you get him to swing and miss. Maybe you get him to pop out to second base. But really you throw that Ephus pitch so that your 86-mile-per-hour fastball, the next pitch, looks like 96. Exactly. You know, that's why it, it, it's dece- it, it, deception. It, it's fascinating watching these old dudes play the game. They're just gigantic. Gigantic bats, mm-hmm. and the fucking handle of the bat is as thick as the barrel of the bat. It's just a piece of wood. There's no, there's minimal pine tar. It's not it, even a piece of wood. It is, like you said, a tree. It's a tree. It's a branch. There's minimal pine tar. There are no batting gloves. It is just dudes hurling the ball in 93. I mean, you got a guy who's like a fire starter. He's yeah. throwing 94. Right. Max. Max. Right, 94, nine, 94 and 75 is the equivalent of a guy touching the gun at, like, 102 today. Yeah. Be- yeah, because of the ephus. I mean, yeah. it is – I think it's crazy to know that baseball has always been a game of deception, but it's even more so now maybe because of how much they're hiding their pitches and then they're coming and being power power throwers. But then it was like, look at it, look at it coming around the shoulder and you're not going to fucking Yeah, exactly. Touch yeah, this. you're not going to touch it because you don't train 11 months out of the year on how to hit. No, because most of those guys were still having second jobs working at like an auto shop. And they were going home and just smoking cigs and eating steak. Yeah. Did you get a message? Yeah. Um It's kind of funny, but it doesn't matter. Um uh, but 
Any whoozle. Um, it's just, it's just, the deception is limited within, like, the athletic part of it, but it's more of gamemanship in, in the players. Completely. Yeah, it's so fucking cool to watch. Like, someone trying to sneak that bunt by Johnny Bench and it went foul. I can't wait to watch that uh, that play in Game Six. And there are just guys but, named like Dino Buncinsimo, yeah, that you've never heard of that have played shortstop for the Red Sox for nine years. And then there's also Bill Lee. Yeah, Bill Lee, starting pitcher for the Red Sox game two of the World Series '75. And then Dick Drago for Dick, the Red Sox, dude. Dick. Drago. So, which means those are my two names. Billy, real name. Dick Drago, my poor name. Come on. Beautiful. Great joke. Great joke. Top tier. Dick Drago? Yeah, that's insane. And also, there were two pitchers for the Red Sox. And two. they lost. Two. Two. Not, like, no pitch count, no nothing, just all on stuff. Wild. It's crazy how much the game's changed. And the fact that... It was all like the Reds were turning on. They were turning on balls, or they were popping them up, popping them up. Un, uh, unless it was like the fourth, or it was the uh, ninth, where just they were. They just looked him up and tagged him. Who won us the? Who won us game two of the nineteen seventy five World Series with the game tying RBI? Who? Ken Griffey's dad. How cool is that? Ken Griffey's dad. Just Ken Griffey. KG Senior. KGS, dude, that fucking rules. It wasn't Foster, it, you know. Bench got on base and like all that. I mean, there was stuff. I mean, it was cool to watch, man. Because baseball's rules have kind of changed until like this year. Um, kind of changed. Like there's the DH, and last year and the year before, when Manfred took it over. But the rules really hadn't changed this managers operated within those and made it work yeah and the game naturally evolved yeah, totally. without parameters until there was a dh which i totally get i totally understand that i mean that's fine to give someone an, an advantage but um is just it's just wild but <laughs> man like ground balls won ball games that was they all still it was. kind of do. They were just completely Man, manufacturing runs back then. If you made a team like that now, <clears throat> like the Royals tried to do that with just speed and just slapping the ball. Lead off walk, sacrifice bunt, hit it to the right side of the yep. infield to get the guy to third, and then just bet on your dude slapping a single through the five-and-a-half hole. Right. And then that's it. And even the five and a half holes gone because of shifts yeah. in the analytics we have, and seeing how much the game has changed. And like, I don't. I, what's crazy is the rules have adapted to that. What's a guy? Is, li- what's a guy like? I'm trying to think m- about that era. He's a little bit later, but what's a guy like George Brett do in an era where they just play him in the shift? I think he's fucked. He I might mean, have he might have a season and a half, two seasons full yeah. of hits yeah. lost. Yeah, easily. There's a lot of those guys, but that's just the beauty of baseball. Yeah, and the beauty of the of like of the game evolving within the parameters that are set. Oh, it's so 
Oh, God, it's so beautiful. It's it's so cool to watch that. Baseball's a beautiful game, man. It's the best game. It's How can you argue that it's not? Like, give me basketball. Oh, it's high action. Like, oh, they're constantly doing something. Then you're looking at the game wrong. Well, it's it's the word. It's the definition of the word game. Yeah, baseball. It, there is gamesmanship in it constantly. It, of course, it is athletic ability, man. Being able to hit a ball coming in at ninety four miles an hour or a hundred. It, it's impossible. And then having the wherewithal to just like keep your mental going and and play for one hundred sixty two games a year, almost more so back in the day, dude. Can you imagine the monotony? Not being being able to check in on Instagram, not being able to tweet out to your people, not being able to do anything. Right. You're just playing 162 games in a fucking hot, unair conditioned locker room, and yeah. you, you're at that point they were with just, no nets. They were just playing the game. They were yeah. just playing ball. It's like a league of their own shit. Right. They were just no social media, no baseball tonight, no ravage, no gammons. Yeah. No Reynolds, God, no that, nothing. That's awesome. There's no pressure. They're just not playing. Us. Not us. They're not us. They're just not doing. us. They're just not modern humans of the world. They yeah. just went out there and played baseball and then ate a fucking hot dog with a chew in their mouth and went home to their yeah. fucking family. No nerd with glasses, pushing them up, giving them a spreadsheet. Good fucking luck out there today, kid. Yeah. Have fun. It's just, man. Perform. Yeah. Um, the humanity of it all. Yeah, I think, you know, we talked about how Billingsley pitched well until, it, you know, uh, the first was tough. And what was so cool was seeing Captain Hook put Drury in the fucking pen, just warming him In the him first up. inning. I think that was like a sign. That was like a smoke signal. Like, get your shit together. Yeah. Like, there's got to be a point, like, when you hear that pop behind you, you hear, like, anything. Like, we get this on stage. When you hear someone talking shit behind you... Like, when you're up and you're, like, hearing a heckler, you're like, I'm going to focus on everybody else. Or you can focus on that one person and bomb. Yeah. And if you bomb, guess what? That other person's coming up and they're cleaning your mess. Or you can you can succeed and continue to keep going and get the rest of the crowd on your side. And once you have them, then you shit on that person. Yeah. So it's more of that thing when you're on the mound and you're up there and you're, like, you hear that pop, you're like fuck, I got to keep going or I'm nervous, I'm getting pulled. Yeah. You have two choices to make. And he made the right choice of just hurling. That's all you could do. Yeah. And within the parameters and, God, it was cool to watch, like, just the rebound. And then watching them come back in the ninth. I mean, Joe Morgan scored our first run of the game. Yeah. And it was, like, single, fielder's choice. Yeah. Double. From the big red machine. Yeah. These guys who were offensive juggernauts. They manufactured runs. That's so fucking cool. Pretty fucking sick. Um, but Billingsley led up to the call. Bourbon bailed, like, just closed the inning after he went out. Um, and then, man, they just manufactured more runs. And, and they did it. Not only did they do it at Fenway, they did it when it was rainy. And they had to. I bust cannot out the bags. wait for Game Three when we're playing at Riverfront, dude. That'll be so cool. It'll be so much. I fun. can't wait. Um, but overall, man, like 
it's so much fun to recap and watch these. Um, it really sucks that Fox Sports Ohio, you know, saw our idea and just took it and blasted it in a week. Bastards. They just knew what we were doing. Come up with your own idea. Yep. They just knew what we were doing. And I don't, I don't even believe in parallel thought and that they could have possibly had the same idea. No. I think that Fox is tuned in to the new Nasty Boys and that they are following the pulse of the Red Legs Nation. Oh, they are. Red Leg Nation, whole other entity. Yeah. Whole other entity. Yeah, follow that on Facebook. No, follow that on Twitter and go to their website. That's like an SB Nation thing. Never mind. Um, but let's round third and head for home. Let's plug everything. Look, I'm going to try to put my album out today when you listen to this. I'm going to try and put on my album, see what happens. If it doesn't, then it'll be either it'll be early in the week next week. Um, it'll probably be later in the day today if it does happen. Um, Cincy Shirts has teamed up with Go Bananas about yeah. fucking time and it's finally happened we've got the fucking new banana on shirts and we're fucking selling the shit out of them 20 percent of everything sold goes back to the staff um it's not a bad gig no dude help out friends um also um follow the hub on instagram follow go bananas on instagram follow Bombs away comedy on Instagram because we're just doing shit to just get through this. That's what we're doing. And doing live streams. It's just like a couch session like we talked about earlier. It's just us bullshitting with just conversation and then sneaking in punchlines. It's a lot of fun. It's the one time you'll get to see us not just do like our normal sets. So fucking check that out. All I can do is... Just follow Billy on every platform and make sure that when drinking at the kids' table comes out, purchase it. Just listen to it. You can purchase the vinyls. Billy's going to say purchase it. Or Billy just wants you to listen to it, and so do I. But ultimately, throw some money towards Bill in some capacity, man, because this is not like some bullshit that he just did out of nowhere. It's like seven, eight years worth of comedy made an album and it was last summer and it was really good and I emceed it and it was fucking sick. It was so much fun. Like, it's a really good show. It's a really good set. He caught it all on tape. It's one shot. Drinking at the kids' table. Billy DeVore. Buy it. Buy it. Listen to it. Share it. Tell your people about it. Just put it out there in the world as much as you can. Also, you can buy the Hub shirts... On Cincy shirts. Yeah, which is rad. That's so rad. That's a big joining of the worlds. Yeah. So also do that. Um, But literally help everybody out that you can. Um, Venmo at Cincinnati Comedy. Like help everyone. Yeah, follow The Hub on Instagram at The Hub OTR. You buy a gift card. We've already talked about it. 20% goes to Chuck and Steve. Um I mean, that's what we got right now. Go bananas. Go to cincyshirts.com and buy a bunch of shit. Just help everyone because you know what? Once this all comes back, like, and you walk in wearing a hub shirt to the hub, how, like, they're going to look at you. you. You might get that $5 holler for four. You might have someone come behind that, from behind that bar and give you a hug. Yeah. That's something that we all miss and a lot and say thank you for helping us out that's a lot 
I mean, when you walk into Go Bananas with a Go Bananas shirt on, how fucking cool will you feel? Like, knowing that you helped out so many people who have made an institution in Cincinnati, Ohio, that has gone for as long as I've been alive, which will be 30 years on June 17th, fucking be there with that on. Like, you can make a difference. Everyone can make a difference in this weird time. And the only thing holding you back from helping your friends is you. And it means so much when you do that. So please, in every facet, help anybody out that you can help. Do it now. Billy just preached. I got nothing to add to it, man. So we love you so much. Thank you for listening, and uh, go Red Legs. Stay nasty. The NBA Finals are heating up. Looking for hot takes on all the postseason action? The Old Man and the Three, presented by BMW, is the podcast to listen to for the ultimate finals coverage. Host and former NBA sharpshooter J.J. Redick not only has a plugged-in perspective on the action from his time in the league, but he's also announcing the games in real time for ESPN. J.J. has the ultimate insider point of view, and he's taking you along for the ride as he breaks down the best defensive schemes, dunks, and drives from each game. And speaking of incredible drives, there's no better place to tune into your new favorite podcast, The Old Man and the Three, than in a standard-setting BMW. Luxury meets power to create a wholly new driving experience. Push the limits this NBA season with the brand that set the ultimate standard, BMW, the ultimate driving machine. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash match. Just go to Indeed.com slash match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need indeed. I want to tell you a story. It's a story about a scandal, broken relationships, gossip, rumors, money, corporate rivalry, and a broom. A performance enhancing broom. My name is John Cullen. I'm a comedian, podcaster, and for 20 years, I was a semi-professional curler. And I want to tell you the story about how a single broom almost imploded the 500-year-old sport of curling. We felt like we were bringing a knife to a gunfight. It's the story of a superstar and his fall from grace. I was being dragged through the mud. It's the story of two brother entrepreneurs with a dream. (laughs) I said, that's great news. It's a story of intrigue. I still don't understand why we want to keep his name secret. The full story has never been told, so I'm going to tell it. Broomgate. How a broom almost killed curling. It was a year I'd like to forget. To listen to Broomgate, search for Broomgate in your favorite podcast app. That's all one word. Broomgate. What makes a life a good one? Is it the adventure you have? Or the friends you find along the way? Maybe it's pursuing your passion while striving to protect, defend, and save what you believe in every single day. 
So what makes a life a good one? In the Coast Guard, we think it's all of the above and more. But you'll have to find out for yourself. Visit GoCoastGuard.com to learn more.